into the season and we're calling this show prepare yourselves for week 12 and uh this week it's just me and houdini so i got houdini to the left of me stag party um a regular chipotle eater uh went out on a limb i guess and ate some sandwich or someplace got him a little sick uh so he had to pull the ripcord not gonna be recording on this show with us um hope you feel better stag party uh, so me and Houdini, we like to have these shows. It's it's near the holiday. You go on a vacation for the holiday to, to, tomorrow. So let's rip it up. Have throw back some Valverdes and some wine and beanies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a a long week of drinking last week, and so I I had to take the whole weekend off of drinking. Uh, stayed off of the sauce again. Uh, Last night on Monday night, and here we are on Tuesday night, tomorrow, the day before Thanksgiving. You know that basically nobody's getting hardly anything done tomorrow. Uh, but the fact is, I needed to ease my way back into it, and so Wineadini has uh, made his return to the show. Excellent. Well, we missed you. We always have a good time when it's Wineadini. And um, we're fired up to talk to Goo and drop, uh, drop the knowledge for you guys. Um, should be known, there are no bye weeks um, this week in week 12. So every team is playing. We've got 16 matchups we're going to go through. Also, should be known, three games being played on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So in two days, just make, make sure you know that um, 1230 Eastern, you got the Vikings at the Lions. Then you got 430 is the Redskins at the Cowboys. Should be a great one. And then the night game at 8.30 Eastern is Steelers at Colts. So set your uh, you know, lineups accordingly. Uh, pretty wild, no bye weeks. There's only two more bye weeks that can happen for the rest of the season. Something to think about. That's next week. The Browns and the Titans have a bye week. So there's only two bye weeks left. It just shows you, man, that the playoffs are right around the corner. Um, as usual, we go through these games on NFL.com. Schedule, regular season, week 12. Let's get into her. All right, you got the first game 
uh, of the day is going to be the Vikings are going to be in Ford Field playing the Lions. Uh, Over-under on that game is 42. Yeah, they believe in the offense there, don't they? Yeah. Uh, the truth is, it's two, it's two first-place teams. So right now they're trying to figure out this game, whoever wins it, will be in uh, sole uh, possession of first place. The Bears and the Packers both sucking it up this year, uh, but we'll get into them a little bit later. So the Vikings, obviously, um, they had a great performance against the Cardinals. Uh, Bradford's doing his regular Bradford thing. Uh, basically, one touchdown per game, essentially every game this year. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, completely understandable last week, though, going against that Cardinal defense and... We'll get to that Cardinal defense when their game comes up, but they are deadly. So you have a little bit of a difference with the Lion defense. It, it, the interesting thing is when you look at the uh, the, the, the power uh, the power rankings and you look at the Lions, their numbers almost don't even make a ton of sense because they're giving up, I think, the third most amount of points to quarterbacks at 20.1 points per game. But they're middle of the package when you look at wide receiver. So it's, you know, it's not like it's translating that it's going there. So what it says to me is that a lot of the damage, too, is why it's being spread out between the running game as well, uh, is that where the Vikings' defense can be soft would be through running backs in, in the passing game. So will we finally see Jarek McKinnon be used in that role? Honestly, I'm not sold on it. And, and that's, that's my problem when you, when you look at, I don't know how much that, because, you know, North Turner has left, how much game plan are they, are they actually doing now where it's, okay, we're going to attack a certain weakness. Uh, it, it seems like no matter who they're playing, the game plan is essentially the same. We're going to use either Asiata, Hillman, or McKinnon. They're all going to run inside pretty much all the time. We're going to gain a penance of yards. Then we're going to pepper about 14 to 18 targets towards Stefan Diggs, and he'll turn that into 75 to 80 yards unless he gets that one big one that goes off the top. And Kyle Rudolph is like comes and goes in the offense. Yeah. Well, I think that's some. Um, I, I like that the workload that Jarek McKinnon got last week. So they were they were trying to get him involved. So if the progression can happen in the uh, trajectory for him, he could get a lot of carries. Um, but yeah, one target in the passing game for him last week. Really? I mean, I just don't know that they're that they're. How using, many carries did he have? Uh, he had sixteen. So I mean, they gave him the lion's share of carries. You know, forty-four yards. Though. So yeah, I mean, that's I a hard to get the goal line. So it's kind of problematic. And then you look at the wide receivers. Um, let's just think about it. On this team, you really basically have two guys that you can start um, with without much thought. You know, if you have a, a Kyle Rudolph, you, you, you yeah. can start Kyle Rudolph. You're going to start a Stephon Diggs, especially if you're in PPR. You know, yeah. he, he didn't do much last week until it finally broke through, like in the fourth quarter. He finished with five catches. Is he so. banged up though, or is he all right? Uh, not that I, not to my okay. knowledge. So. Okay. Diggs is a, is a guy that, yeah, he is, when his volume's there, uh, he, he's a stud in PPR and There's can a, get it done, definitely get it done against uh, the Lions. Although, I guess, there is, But there is one more guy that I love, I want to talk yeah. about. Uh, that if you are sitting there, you're like, well, uh, is this guy on the waiver wire? He is on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. Cordero Patterson, the potential that he has with the lack of anybody else as a weapon besides Diggs and Patterson, as we know, is just electric once he can get the ball in the open field. 
He got eight targets last week. So he comes out with four catches for 53 yards, and he had the one big play toward the end of the game. And Adam Thielen. The, oh yeah, yeah, you're he right. He was a no, surprise no. guy. He was he was a high praise for you and your pickups piece this week. And to be honest, I, I, it was a, uh, almost a spot start for me. I ended up going for, with Woods instead, who, who started out hot, but he got he got a little banged up and, and finished his day. And Thielen got a touchdown and had a serviceable game. He did. But what I'll say about Thielen is Thielen is pretty much the poor man's Cole Beasley. You know, where Beasley can go off and give you 100 yards in the game. Um, you're not going to get that out of Thielen and not out of this offense. But with a guy like Patterson, if he's going to get anywhere from five to eight targets per game with what he can do with the ball, there's a game changer. So, and then, you know, if he's on the field that much, too, one thing that we know from how he was successful in his rookie year, too, you can see him getting some end arounds or just used yeah. on jet sweeps or some yeah. way to get him the ball just to put it in his hands. Yeah, it looks good once the ball is in his hands. Uh, a poor man's Cole Beasley. That Think about really, the imagery that that popped into my head is uh, much better this year uh, with Dak than it is last year. But a poor man, it's kind of like, like, can I get a rib? I just want to get a rib. rib. <laughs> because Cole Beasley was the poor man's Julian Edelman, who was the poor man's Wes Welker. So, you know, we just we go down the stretch. Now, the thing is, you have a lot of imitators on there. You got a lot of imitators this year, too, though, because not only Adam Thielen, you also got Adam Humphreys. In yeah. Tampa Bay, who's another clonish type of that he guy. He was a little bit bigger than these guys, though, I think. Yeah. But, but he, 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 point well taken. Anyway, let's move on from the uh, Vikings side of the ball. Let's go to the Detroit side. Um, and uh, Detroit, get it done. You know, it's, it's weird to say that they, 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 they always kind of have to pull it out at the very end and these games go wire to wire. But they're winning. And the fact that they're in first place, who needs Calvin Johnson? You know what? Exactly. And they did it last week with Matthew Stafford not throwing a touchdown. Wow. So he did throw for 278 yards. He's been, you know, pretty accurate this year, too. 24 of 33 last week. Um, the thing to me that, that I think was, was interesting is that we saw a lot of. Uh, uh, Dwayne Washington in the backfield. And I'm a guy who owns Theo Riddick. Yeah. So Riddick is still just a fantasy god in PPR. Yeah. Um, he is doing what, uh, what, what Deion Lewis was basically doing last year. Uh, for the value that, that anybody that owns him got him because you didn't draft him as your first or second or third. You probably drafted him as your fourth or fifth running back. And he is, I don't know what, he, what his number is overall. I think he got the FF, FF today. Why don't you pull up uh, running backs? I'm curious to see where Riddick is. i, I got to imagine he's a top 15 running back, uh, even with missing a couple games on the year. Maybe Riddick is, um, yeah. Or go by fantasy points per game because that's probably the better indication. Uh, fantasy points per game. Riddick is a, uh, I, might, I, might, I hit the wrong way. <laughs> FF today. Riddick is sitting there at 18. 18. 18 fantasy points per game. And that's not PPR. So, in PPR, yeah, through the roof. And he's giving you touchdowns. Yeah. So, that's the thing that is, that is so I test on that guy. Yeah. Um, and now you also have, you have a lot more weapons there, right? So, now we're having, without Calvin Johnson, other guys are starting to be able to develop. Now, Golden Tate. Tate was terrible last week. Literally, I think he had one catch. 
Um, so I think this is his week because I think for Marvin negative Jones, for negative six Mar- yards. Yeah, if Marvin Jones, I, it sucks. Someone asked me like, who should I go, DeAndre Hopkins or Tate? I was like, uh, oh, and also that was a rushing attempt. He had three catches last week, okay. twenty-seven yards. I hated to say Marvin it, had one for fifteen. Okay, this week Marvin I think is a bad play because he's going to have Rhodes on him. Uh, not going to be a good Marvin Jones. Not going to be a good time with Rhodes on him. You saw Rhodes. The interception return for a touchdown that he made last year in the uh, next-gen stats is the fastest play, fastest miles per hour of any play made by any player this year. Really? Faster than, than Cordell Patterson running that, yes. that other one? That's and you want to know the crazy thing, and you could see it firsthand. John Brown on the Cardinals was following him. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. It wasn't even close. I don't know if he's not healthy enough or whatever, but Rhodes was like literally pulling away from John Brown going away, and that's one of the fastest guys. So Rhodes, he's a bad man. I think Rhodes is kind of this year's Norman. If your guy, if one of your wide receivers is going to get locked down by Rhodes, it's, it's, it's Trump City for you. Um, you know, I think at this point, Marvin Jones, and this is something the Stag Party has said and, and, and been very adamant about, if somebody dropped Marvin Jones this week or last week because he's stunk mm-hmm. over the last seven weeks. You know, he had those huge first two games or he started out hot, but has stunk. Stag is adamant that for the late, route, late games of the season – that Marvin Jones is a great pickup. So, if you have a deep bench, if you have an injured team, if you just like uh, what Staggs has to say or a Cowboys fan, keep that in mind. He said the same thing about Terrell Williams about four weeks ago, and I can't tell you, I picked him up in every league. That guy has just been legit. So, I'm just listen to that. Staggs ain't with us. He's probably barfing out of both ends, number three, and and puking it out like a anorexic would after a ham sandwich. He's at lunch, getting himself prepared to have a very happy, full eating yeah. turkey day. There you go. There you go. Exactly. There's always a silver lining. Making, making space. But he's a big fan of that uh, post week 12 Marvin Jones pickup. Um, Ebron, beast. Considering but, most, yeah. he, he, you were able to pick him up. I picked him up in two leagues like three weeks ago. And he's been scoring, getting targets, getting points. He's been getting it done, so I like an Ebron. It's hard not to play an Ebron unless you got one of the top tight ends. Well, the thing is, with, against Minnesota's defense, I don't like uh, playing any running back besides Theo Riddick. Uh, I don't like playing Marvin Jones or Golden Tate, to be yeah. honest with you. Ebron's the one person that I do like, because uh, Ebron had, uh, has a good opportunity where that's the weakness of the Vikings defense because you have some you know linebackers that aren't as good at you know Chad, Chad Greenway is not the guy that he used to be you know so they're not necessarily going to be able to, to to keep pace and they give up the uh, you know they rank 22nd against tight end so that's that's the one Achilles heel yeah I agree good times I think we've got that uh, matchup pretty uh, pretty dialed in gonna be a, it's a dome game so weather won't matter at all um we're good to go. Let's right. move on to the next one. Redskins at Cowboys. We'll start with the visiting team. That's the Redskins. Cousins, obviously, whew, had a huge game this week. And just kind of, uh, you know, you watch the NFL Network. You watch everyone. You watch ESPN. He's pretty much getting paid. Uh, $100 million so. contract is on its way towards him. And 
his work ethic, the way he gets stuff done, the, the targets, the way that offense is, I mean, just right now, this season, in standard uh, scoring, Cousins is seventh. <laughs> seventh, uh, you know, just ahead of Carr, ahead of Stafford, and uh, he's just kind of hitting the groove right now. So, basically, already over 3,000 yards. There's uh, only three other quarterbacks that can say that. Getting it done there, and he's uh, just getting it done. He's got so much talent. When you've actually got Vernon Davis turning the corner, and you got the best, one of the best tight ends on top of that. DJ came back, got a touchdown this week. Crowder looks like just an unbelievable guy, player, Some, a player to definitely keep your eye on. Um, I don't know, Cousins, I was high on him all offseason, was a little worried at the beginning, getting into his groove. Amen. I have to play him this week because uh, Luck is going to be down with that concussion. And in all honesty, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fired up because I think this is good. The Dallas Cowboys defense is good, but it's going to be a shootout. They're going to have to score points. It's funny. I'm on the other side. I'm a luck owner, and I have to play Dak Prescott this week. So I, I that's not a bad one. Oh, we have to. I have to do that in our beat in our blog talk radio. Oh, well, there we you go. Picked up Dak on Sunday morning just to have him, and luck is our starter. We didn't even have a quarterback, and so we're happy we did that. But it's a good time. I mean, yeah. either either of those guys is backups. Holla for a dollar. But you look in, in this matchup, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for Washington than it was against Green Bay, who everybody yeah, has been able sure. to just roll over lately. This is a division matchup, so that's another thing to consider. Um, these teams have, on the road. have no love lost for each other. Um, Dallas is, is, is a better defense, so uh, and, and Dallas is a better defense when they're at home. So I, I think that you know, I like Jamison Crowder a lot in this matchup. I think that, uh, you know, what was also interesting was to see how Pierre Garçon was still as effective with Deshaun Jackson back on the field. That was the one thing that really surprised me when I was watching that game. So I'll be interested to see if they're going to continue on that uh, on that momentum that he had. And, and he looked a lot more spry than he has. And I know, you know, you've always been a big Pierre Garçon man, um, boy. Uh, <laughs> So, Jordan Reed is the one who I want to see more out of. You know, it's like he shows up for a drive or two drives and then just becomes, poof, non-existent. He's had some drops. It seems like he gets banged up a lot, like he's tweaking his ankle a lot. I agree. Right now, in my opinion, Jordan Reed is probably one of my biggest, and I, I still think he's got a great opportunity, and he, he's a guy that I'm still targeting to, to have a good down the stretch, but... Reed, I think I might have had him even over Gronkowski at number one for uh, tight ends. He's been somewhat of a bust for me. I don't know if he made your bitch lap once or twice uh, or not, but uh, right now he's he's at eight, uh, but he's got to pull it together. Yeah, um, I'm sure he was on. I can't, I can't remember if he's a two-timer or not. I think he probably not. I think he probably had one a game or two enough that was good to keep him to survive. Make sure you check out that piece. It's a piece two of four. After eight games, Houdini does his bitch lap, and it's funny as hell. Uh, that's one of my most, whenever it comes out, I usually I, I put pieces up, and then I don't get it back around and reading them until like later when I'm like on the couch and laying down. That one I'm always like reading as I'm posting, because it's just, 
Totally. It's but the best part about it too is so it's four installments because it's breaking the season into four categories. So it's not like I'm judging somebody in the second installment on what they've done from week one through week eight. It's weeks five through week eight. So what, what's interesting is, is you have those guys in the first installment. These are the guys who screwed you right out of the gate. Then you had your shift. And the second installment of those guys that like, man, you just ruined me. And, and I was started out three and one. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm uh, three and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and six because of you. Or, or I can't do my math. Uh, three and five. <laughs> and then the installment that will be coming up, which is after this, this coming week, these are the guys who have failed you leading up to your playoff run, and final installment takes you last week of regular season through the three-week playoff. Who are the guys that shit the bed for you and cause your season to end? Uh, and, and so and, uh, anybody, I deliver the justice with a bitch slap. And anybody that makes it all four installments gets the golden sombrero. Um, you want to move over to the other side of the ball? Yeah, let's move okay, on. Okay, let's go to the Cowboys, and I'm just going to give a quote well, from... Oh, wait, before you get there, it, though. Uh, I gotta do this. It's gonna be a little different because I'm drinking wine, but wine a dini. Healthy pour, man. Yeah, well, hey, you know, you gotta do it right. And now, Buffalo's number one news team. Good evening and welcome to Eyewitness News at 6. I'm Susan Ortega. And I'm Evan Baxter, and here's what's making news. A potential scandal with the Buffalo PD surfaced today when the mayor. To Somebody get him some water, please. Uh, yeah, it looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a little read. We posted it on the site today, pyromaniac.com. I know there's a lot of legions of fans of you guys that love our stuff and what we're doing on the podcast, and we love that. But make sure you're checking out our articles and the goo that we're delivering on the website, too. Uh, top-notch stuff, Danny. Top-notch. Um, Going to give a little quote uh, of Stag Parties. We, po- we posted the Thanksgiving games today, uh, those three games, and did the weekly matchups. And I like this. Dallas Cowboys are the toast of the NFL right now, having won nine straight games. Dak Prescott is the number five overall scorer among quarterbacks, is completing two-thirds of his passes, throwing just two interceptions on the season, and adding four rushing touchdowns to his 17 passing touchdowns. Dude is a fantasy stud. Okay, that's all I'm, we need to say about Dak. Well, it's, yeah, well, it's but a, I want to just, just legit as I hate to go back, but I, we forgot to talk about Robert Kelly. It's true. Yeah. So just really quickly, I don't know how that could have happened because he scored about through three leagues, scored about 120 points for me this week. Well, and, and DFS play when I, I was playing like these. Uh, uh, Sunday night, Monday night expresses and things, and I went with uh, the Kirk Cousins, the Jamison Crowder, and the Rob Kelly uh, trio. Scored big for me. It was uh, it was it was a pleasure. It's going to be tougher this week. Dallas is fifth best against the uh, running backs. Um, it's just a, a stout defense at, at the in, in the front. Don't look for him to be able to exploit it like he did last week. So, you know, he still might be able to score a touchdown, but it's going to be a lot more slower treading for him. But they're week. committed. This team, the one thing that they've said, and this is just a, this is just Scott um, Peters, Peterson uh, 101, they're committed to the run because they have to, they have to keep running the ball to have success with that passing game. So I agree with you. 
The way that he runs, it's so aggressive. It's like he knows his job is on the line because he's an unheralded player. So I'm not. I actually think he'll do just fine, even though I know the matchup doesn't say so. You're obviously the playing him after 32 points. 84 yards rushing allowed on the ground per game. Five rushing touchdowns on the season. So you, you need to hope for the rushing touchdown. That's yeah. that's what I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Uh, so hopefully they stick to the run, but Kelly, 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 Kelly. Uh, all right. Great uh, cheers episode. Let's go back to um, we'll go back to Dallas. Dak Prescott. At this point, he, he was he's available on waiver wire. I, I picked him up on Sunday, Amazing. and he's the fifth overall guy. And I'm gonna have to play him now with uh, uh, luck being out. Amazing, amazing. You're doing the same thing. Zeke Elliott, uh, same situation. Is, is he gonna be able to? Uh, is he going to be able to get get things going, or is Alfred Morris going to get a little more opportunity, and they're going to want to like uh, rest Elliot a little bit and let Morris deliver a little bit of a, a pounding to his his previous team? Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder. Jerry Jones wants to beat Daniel Snyder. Am I correct? Yeah. So you just now, who's who's uh, who's winning? Uh, they're, they're ahead. Washington is second in the division. Am I correct? I so, think so. I don't have right uh, You know, they're they're creeping up there. They can't afford to lose. Um, do you know that Washington has given up a league leading thirteen rushing touchdowns? No. I like Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I, I like him a lot this week. You know that rookie wall thing is is we're not there yet. You know it's, it's week 13, 14 that I that's when I was that's what I said. I was worried about him for those fantasy playoffs, but God was I wrong about how dominant he was going to be. During this regular season, I'll eat the crow on that, man. Woo. Well, here's the thing: any wall, I don't care whether it's a wall built by Donald Trump's government. I don't care if it's a wall built by a rookie pass of past NFL lore. That guy, the way he jumps over players, he's just gonna jump over that wall. I mean, literally, you see the they play he made last week. Um, spacing who they who they, who they be. oh they be. Um, who they play? Who they play last week? I'm spacing it. Not my bad. But he literally jumped over him, and he held, He pushed him while he was jumping over it. He did. He pushed on the guy's back to propel him in more. Oh my God, Ezekiel Elliott. He's definitely the best hurdler in the league. Guys, big guys. Can Ravens. Speak. The Ravens. 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 Big guys come and go for his legs, and he's just like boop. I'm. I'm just. I'm just grasshopper. Now, here. did you see that? Did you watch the uh, the Mexico game? Yeah. So that that hit that he got, uh, who was it? The defender for uh, Houston, I think, got called, or is it what? I can't remember which one got called for like targeting the head. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were yeah, like yeah. both like sky high yeah, up. Yeah, that was a crazy play. I thought it, I thought it was clean. So did so did Gruden. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was clean too. It was just because their helmets collided. But to me, it was they collided three feet above the ground. The, yeah. They were both way up in the air on that one. It was like that one scene that they were promoting out of uh, ta- the Tarzan movie recently where uh, that Scarsborough guy's going at the... Uh, no one's seen that movie. No, no one's ever going to see it. It's, it's a good one. one. I like Has it. anybody seen any of the, of the Tarzan movies? They, uh, Tarzan's one of my favorite characters. Did you did you see that that horrible one when we were a kid? Was it Greystoke, the legend of uh, Tarzan? Yeah. I, I, I liked them all. Okay. I read the books. I was captivated by Tarzan at a young age. Um, all right, Cole Beasley. Me, Tarzan. You, Jane. Jane. And by the way, me still single. A reason, <laughs> a, a reason, a reason to like that Tarzan movie. Jane in that movie is Margie Robinson, Robinson or whatever. That the hottest girl in Hollywood right okay. now. 
You don't know the exact okay. one? I, got, I will have She's to check, the I'll hottest. Check that out. Oh my god. I think I've rubbed one out to her once or twice. Hey now, oh, wait, rubbing the dough. Uh, Cole Beasley, we talked about him. He'll get a lot of targets um, out of the slot. Who Jack do you like Lawson. better at this game? Because this is uh, interesting. I'm curious. Who would you rather start, Cole Beasley or Jamison Crowder this week? I I go. I mean, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. They're even. They're even. Cole Beasley. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. The thing I like is that Dez is going to see Josh Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that the Dez route is going to still be viable, but it's going to be tough matchup for him. And Dak is great at dumping it down to Witten, Beasley, or Elliott. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that... They could be, they could be using uh, Dez as a decoy a lot more than you think. And understand that you got to play Dez, especially coming off his probably best game of the year. But it's, it could be a tough one for him. I agree. I agree. But Unless I, they move around a lot. They're going to have no. The way that Dez has played the last two weeks, you think that Norman's going to be anywhere but Dez Bryant? Yeah. No. It's going to it's going to be on Dez Bryant. I like where Dez is at right now. Dez, remember coming into the season, like I've never felt better. Then he got dinged up. Then you know there's a tr- change of guard. Romo out. He kind of now Romo and him were the. Figureheads now, Dez is all bought in on the deck part of it. Fired up, realizing, geez, this team won nine games in a row. That's never happened while Dez is around. Dez is kind of in a in the mode where I think he was reading the press where it was like, trade Romo and Dez now. Let the youngsters. So Dez is on his best behavior and healthy, good times all around. Anyone else to talk about in that matchup? Uh, no, because you don't care about Terrence Williams. No, you know, if you're playing Terrence Williams, uh, pack, it, you're probably, yeah, you're, pack it up. No, you probably already did pack it up. Pack yeah, it. yeah, pack it up and just, just know that it's going to be a, there's, you can do better next year. So, uh, it's hilarious, like I didn't even realize until this happened, so and I hate talking about our leagues, but in my 16-team league, in this game, I'll have Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, Des Bryant, all starting on my team. Oh Nelly, you're hoping for you're hoping for the Vegas to be high on that if one. If not, I'm gonna get so full on turkey that the tryptophan makes me pass out and I don't have to watch it. Well it's a forty-eight point five over under, it's not as much as this next game, which we're gonna get to, into. But before we do that, how about we pay for the gravy? Alright. This Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. The over-under on that one is 53. But that was, I think, believing that Andrew Luck yeah. was going to be a quarterback. I agree. I agree. Tolzien, I don't think, is going to has Vegas. Doesn't they have the same ring to it. Tolzien. When I hear the name Tolzien, I feel like Gollum. Precious. <laughs> oh, Tolkien? <laughs> Tolzien? Okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, Steelers. Big Ben disappointed fantasy owners last week that, that started him. Uh, kind of threw out a dud. Um, and that was um, against the Browns. So if he wasn't lighting it up against the Browns, uh, it could be a payback kind of game where he's ready to fire it up and, and get it done. But I thought that about the Browns game because remember they lost the previous game in that shootout against Dallas. I will give you the one so key difference between the Browns game for them. That's a division opponent. This is familiarity. This is always why 
you have, I don't like playing when I'm playing DFS or if I'm choosing between two players. I'm always going to opt for the one that is, if it's if it's toss-up. Like if I'm like, ah, is it Crowder? Is it is a Beasley? Who's playing a division foe? If you're playing a division foe, unless you just have had success and that's like the, the team that you light up, you know, then I'm, otherwise I'm staying away. If you stay away from If you're an ancillary type of player, just because those teams, especially if you're expecting higher outcomes. I mean, even when you have teams that are both offensive, when they are division opponents and they know that they're going to see each other twice a year, and they, that was, was that their first meeting last week? I think, yeah, the, the, the Steelers still have to play the Browns one more time. Yeah. Um, but if it's your, you don't want to show everything, or so everyone, you know, there's more gamesmanship that goes on, and then by the time the second game comes around, you know exactly what they're bringing to the table, and so the familiarity breeds contempt, and, and guys get up more for those games than they do for playing against just a, a BS opponent. But now, so this is Steelers and Colts. The Colts, the Steelers don't have any of that worry here, and they're going to be playing inside the dome. They don't. They, that was a horrible, sloppy game in the weather conditions that were there. Now you're going to get a controlled environment. You're going to get Le'Veon Bell, who's going to be able just to go hog wild. Uh, Big, Big Ben is going to be able to throw downfield at least two or three times in this game and complete big, big passes. Uh, I love Antonio Brown. I, 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 I even will tell you, if you're, if you're looking for that, let me pick up a tight end and stream for a week, go with Jesse James this week. I, I really think there's a lot of opportunity there. Well, you saw that people were high on Ladarius Green coming back. He played 8 of 69 snaps last week. Uh, so, And he dropped the touchdown. Dropped the touchdown in, and just, I remember, solid nine, we love you, buddy, but he's kept trying to, to ask questions about whether he should play Ladarius Green, and we kept all saying no. And I hope he didn't play him, but something tells me he did. Uh, six out of, he played 8 out of 69 snaps. And you know that Jesse James had a lot more. So, I agree. Jesse James out of that uh, tight end situation is just hands down the better play. Eli Rogers, get a, he'll get a lot of work. Um, Sammy Coates, who knows? You can't trust him, I'm you know, with the, the fingers and, yeah. and already with the other issues that he has. Now, you, Eli Rogers is your one if you're looking for that the potential flex play um, just because the Colts' defense is as bad as it is. But otherwise, you are definitely starting Antonio, definitely starting Big Ben, you're starting Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and again, I like the, the sneaky play also of Jesse James in there. Well, I think we can go pretty quickly through the next team in the Colts. It sucks. They're not going to play. They're not going to mess with this thing. They're not playing uh, Andrew Luck. He's on a short week, got into a concussion protocol. If he does play, amen. It lifts up, obviously, everyone, T.Y., Moncrief. And the, the whole offense. Um, but I just think it would be stupid. Even Big Ben said it today. He's like, he's a young player. He's got a long career ahead of him. I don't know if Big Ben's trying to do the voodoo talk to the uh, opposing team for the week. But you just can't really risk it. Because if he gets banged up again or he does isn't really right and hurts himself, it's just it's just not worth it. So I, I think that it's pretty much no-brainer. Locke's not playing this week. I would agree. And with that in mind, it's okay and even if he does play, it's one of those things that I, I will probably look to start a better option anyway because the game plan will be initially it's going to be gore, 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 gore yeah. and gore and more gore. It's all gore. The Steelers are the third worst team at stopping running backs. They give up, what is it, uh, like 20, 20 some odd points, 22.7 points per game 
to running backs. So Gore and what he has shown over the past few weeks has just been phenomenal. It doesn't matter. You want to stack the box against him? Fine. I mean, they're still yeah. going to. It won't matter because they're still going to spread you out anyway. They're, they're going to give you the three wide. Uh, I don't like Moncrief this week with Holzine in there. If you have T.Y. Hilton, it's one of those. And I'm a guy in a different league that owns him. It's like shit. Well, what do you do? If you maybe if you have a better option, that's like if you if like a, like if you're in a situation where you only start two wide receivers in a flex. And maybe you have like another guy like Mike Evans as your other wide receiver or something, and you got like a Tyrell Williams, and then maybe you have something else where you can use someone else for a flex. Potentially, maybe look that direction. I mean, because even if he gets a lot of targets, I just don't know how much damage he's going to do, especially since they're going to be probably much more run heavy in this game. I agree, and I think it's it's problematic fantasy wise with Tolzien in the lineup. I think we can move on to the next game. You yep. down with that? I'm down with that. All right. Sunday, November 27th. Wait, from, from one great quarterback play to another one. Yep. I was supposed to go to this game, but I'm uh, coming back late and I, and I bailed on it. You know, I think I'm going to this game. I asked my uh, brother-in-law if he wanted to take the, the kids. He didn't get back to me, so fuck him. I'm going to go with some of my buddies. Uh, but this is kind of game where I want to see Mariota. I want to see. I love DeMarco. I love this team. I think it's an up-and-coming team. And Bears tickets right now. You can you can go on Vivid Tickets, which is a great app. Check that out if you're ever looking for games and of any sort cross country. I can get good good seats for, to that Bear game for like fifty bucks a piece. It's crazy. It's crazy. So Titans Bears. Um, this is one of those ones where Titans. Should be able to roll in this one, right? They're rolling. And I, I don't see now, especially that the Bears who have just lost everyone and now have lost Jarrell Freeman. So where the strength of the Bears defense was with the interior of that of that defense, the middle there with Jarrell Freeman and Danny Trevathan in the 3-4, uh, now that's going to be hurt. You're Looks not like going to have... strength came from somewhere that wasn't allowed by the NFL. So the rookie out of West Virginia, Kwiatkowski, is going to get a start. Uh, he's only Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. Keep it Kwiatkowski, would you? And <laughs> Dante Manquith, put him on your bench, and Kwiatkowski. I'm telling you what, Demarco Murray. I will not be surprised if he's with total yards pushing 200, but if not, mm-hmm. if not rushing for close to 150. I just the the Bears have lost Cutler, so you have Matt Barkley. So the the, the fact is. The Titans should be able to, to turn the Bears over three and outs a lot in this game, give themselves a lot of quality possessions. I can see them, especially in the first half, if they're able to wear down through like two or three long drives where the Bears are going three and out, keeping that defense on the field, wear them down. Come that fourth, third, third fourth quarter, big, big runs, big, big plays by Rashad Matthews, big you know, actually, that'll be the that'll be the one thing. I'll be curious to see because the one bright spot for the Bears has been in the secondary, and that's been with Terry Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look look at uh, what Odell Beckham did last week. He shut out. He, he held him in check. You look at all the top number one wide receivers that the Bears have faced. And Terry Porter has guarded. They've done very well. So, is he going to be going and guarding a Richard Matthews, or is he going to be just kind of rotating based on on who's hot? Um, I still like Richard Matthews. I still think he is the uh, the best guy, but then definitely the guy who I think Porter will not be on from the beginning, who might be able to give you that first quarter strike, is Tajay Sharp, 
who has now reemerged and kind of found some of that glory that he had at the beginning of, of the season. Well, DeMarco Murray, as you said, he has right now exactly a thousand yards rushing on the season, um, which is pretty awesome. And uh, he had another top 12 uh, week last week. Another guy, uh, Mariota needs just 46 yards to set new career highs in every category. So he's on fire. When you're going up against a, uh, I saw a hilarious meme today that was a, a dump truck that was the, it said the Chicago Bears mannequin, uh, what's that thing called? The mannequin performance where everyone sits there and doesn't do anything. You know, a marionette? No. You do not know the mannequin, uh, this whole movement? No. Oh, oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen people so people don't move. And basically, they're saying it's the Bears doing it instead of dump truck. You should know, you know, with the with the immediate pop you're culture shit, I am I'm old and I am just not with it. Well, you're a, you're on the funk tip. You're on the funk tip. That's it. But yeah, good stuff. Um, so you know, I don't I know. Mean, Rick, Rick, last thing, uh, give give him some uh, stag party nuggets out there. Over the last five weeks, Richard Matthews is wide receiver five in standard scoring leagues. Twenty six catches on thirty nine targets. 323 yards, four scores. That's pretty impressive. That means he's that doesn't top, mean he's like top, top five. Yeah, that he's the top. He's the fifth overall. But, but yeah, he's, fifth. My, he's my wide receiver five. Wide receiver five. He's killing it, <laughs> and he, he's pulling together like you were going on. Sharp turning around, looking looking pretty nice. They've got a lot of weapons at their disposal. This is, amongst others, a very exciting fantasy football team. And Delaney Walker again. Think about it. With Jarrell Freeman out, this is going to put more pressure on on those guys. Is it going to be Trevathan? And Trevathan has not been phenomenal. He's he's a, he's a, he's a yeah. pretty good uh, defender in the past game. But if you get him uh, isolated on the Kwiatkowski, it could just it's it's going to be a rough a rough first game for that kid. He's going to get a lot of work because he'll be on the field. So it'll be a, a baptism under fire. We'll go over to the Bears side of the ball. Our starting quarterback Mac Barkley blah, has blah. never thrown a touchdown in the NFL. Yet he has thrown six picks. Also, oh, me. And, oh, so well, we have one thing in common. We both have never thrown a touchdown. <laughs> oh my God! So basically, something that uh, Stag Party put into some notes that he wanted to send me. Feel free to stream the Titans' defense this week. Yeah, because look about it. think about it too. Okay, because all those other injuries that they've had, some of these guys are also special teams players. Uh, the Bears also lost Zach Miller with a broken foot. Um, they're just decimated. So no Alshon Jeffrey. You got um, it's it's gonna be. We're gonna try to do everything through through Jordan Howard. Um, it's tough. It's just the Bears are in a, in a situation where when Cameron Meredith is your is your number one wide receiver and Matt Barkley is your quarterback. It's futile. You know, at least if Jay Cutler was there, you could say, okay, I can start Meredith. He'll get he'll get peppered with some of these, especially with the no tight end. I, I agree. I think Cameron Meredith's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way, you know. But it may just end up being like tea bags. <laughs> balls across the nose. I mean, I don't know. Does, does, that, does, that, does, that, does that volume give you at least hope to maybe play him as a flex? I mean, maybe he gets ten targets, but maybe only five of them are on target, and maybe he only catches three of them. Can he Who make knows? a play? I don't know. Who knows? I'm the idiot that wants to go to this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we can move on to the next matchup, and that's going to be Jaguars at the Bills. All right, this one we got Jaguars at the Bills. 
Bortles actually is 12th ranked quarterback. It seems hard to believe. He's got 18 touchdowns. I think he broke a world record by having two interceptions in two weeks off of uh, throws to hit players' feet and rebounded and ricocheted into interceptions. Uh, but Allen Robinson has woke up. He's been getting, he's very touchdown dependent. There's no question there. Uh, he's ranked as the uh, 13th wide receiver over the last five weeks uh, and has the second most targets uh, behind Mike Evans. So he's getting the targets, but Bortles is so bad at throwing the ball on the mark that he's just not making them. And the eye test, you watch the games, and some of these throws, and it seems like, it seems like Allen Robinson has to make an outstanding diving unbelievable catch on every play. And then the ones that he's got no chance at are five feet short. So obviously you're happy with where you're at with, with Robinson considering how unbelievable, te- unbelievably terrible it started out. I mean, I remember at one point we were talking earlier in the season, he was literally like the 48th ranked wide receiver after the first four, five weeks. He's moved into the top 20, he's 21. So he's, get, he's heading in the right direction for a first or second rounder. That's why I said, do you know that Bortles actually has the highest completion percentage of his career this year? No. It's like it's 60%. So, yeah. He's, he's got to figure it out and bring home another. He's got he's to bring home the season uh, adequately and, and pick up some victories because they might be cleaning house and... It's weird. So, uh, let's go. Portals, whatever. If you have to play him, you have to play him. This matchup, uh, I don't know if it speaks terribly to it or not. I could. And the Bills are the Bills are our, our uh, upper third defense. You know, uh, they're 11th against quarterbacks. It's it's not a fantastic matchup. Um, you know, again, because the thing is, where you where, think about it, where do you normally get your points from Blake Bortles? It's garbage time. How much garbage time is there going to be with the Bills' offense on the other side of the field? You're unless the only reason why well, there's going to be garbage out. time. Well, but the only reason why there's that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a competitive game, yeah, so it's not going to have those garbage where we're just going to have yeah, to just yeah, huck yeah. it and chuck it for the last like two drives of the game. Yeah. Unless Blake Bortles sets himself up for garbage time by throwing a couple pick sixes, <laughs> which has happened before. Now the thing is, too, Allen Robinson. Yes, you, you got to play him. He's the guy that is the safe start there. Marquise Lee is the guy that I like, uh, just because he has made Allen Rob, uh, Allen, sorry, not uh, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, completely unnoticeable uh, over the, the past basic month. God, uh, Hearns is so psyched he signed that $40 million deal. Damn right he is. Jeez, Lee. Yeah. He's stealing money Lee's, right now. Lee's, Lee's surpassing him. He's the wide receiver, too. And Lee's the guy that they had you know high expectations for. He was the guy that was the first-round pick. He oh, was yeah. the, the, you know, coming out, and now he's... The, the thing is is that he had to put in a lot of work. You know, he's not the proto, he's not that huge, prototypical six-foot-four uh, wide receiver. He's, he's, he's got enough size, but he... His shiftiness and his ability to, you know, the other thing was early in his career, he was dropping a lot of passes. Yeah. And now he's actually running the over the middle routes and, and doing all the things that you need him to do on the field. So, uh, uh, as far as the running backs here, uh, between Ivory and Yeldon and Yeldon and Ivory and Finkel and Einhorn, I, I, I that's how I feel about. It. I don't, I don't like starting either of these guys. Um, I just don't feel the confidence. Right when right when Ivory gets going, he fumbles. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like the power and the way he runs, but 
He's, he's yeah. The, the running game here, stay away from him if you can. Uh, Julius Thomas is the same way. I mean, what a letdown this guy is. Yeah, here's the thing. Which guy, you got? if you're going to choose these running backs, and I, I would choose Ivory only for the the goal line carries because the, the Bills, they're giving up 12 rushing touchdowns. So that's their susceptibility. Um, you know, they're, they're – I just when you're splitting the carries, you got to pick the guy that's going to score the touchdown. Yeah, no, I agree. It looks like they're pretty. Um, they're they're definitely one of the better running back one uh, teams to go up against. And a piece you got to check out. Haven't put it up for this week yet, but I plan to tomorrow. Done by Pyrolytics. It's uh, positional points against, and um, it's an awesome piece that breaks down for quarterbacks. Running back one, running back two, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and tight ends. And it's looking at, like, you know, for quarterbacks, it's completions and passing attempts, how many passing yards. Um, and this is against defenses. So, like, you can look at the Colts and see that, wow, the Colts give up a lot of points to uh, the quarterbacks. And you're looking at interceptions. And it's just really minutiae kind of analytics piece that uh, Pyrolytics has been doing. Check that thing out. It is awesome for fantasy football. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Julius Thomas. Um, just kind of garbage. Yeah. Hasn't had a good year. I think uh, he's averaging four yards a catch over the last two games. And it just seems like he's kind of lost a little bit out there. Uh, maybe Peyton Manning did make him another guy. Way to get the money while you got it. You're not that kid. Let's go over to the other side and talk, <laughs> about, the, talk about the Bills. Talk about the Bills. So, LaShawn McCoy had his um, thumb surgery, but he's expected to play. I like that. Hey. I like that. I don't know if it's, uh, hopefully it's nothing that can get worse or be a long-term uh, issue for him, but it looks like McCoy is going to play. If you hear otherwise, or if you have a long bench and uh, Mike Gillisley is available, he's the kind of guy that, you know, this isn't the first time McCoy's been banged up this year, and it's not the last. Uh, if you've got it. Gillisley is a kind of guy that can be a league winner. Well, because they're going to they'll give him enough carries. I mean, yeah. he, last week, I think, what, he had 14 last week coming in. No McCoy means all Gillisley. And he's done it. He scored points. For those of you that heard my story last year, five minutes before the championship game, I threw him in when, when McCoy was injured. And the guy ended up having an enormous 25-point game in my championship. I can literally say that that pickup picked him up and played him in the championship, won me the, the championship. He can do it. He scored fantasy points for two years now, making big plays. So I like that if, if, if you've got a spot and he's available. Yeah, but outside of that, there's really not el- anything else that excites you on this Buffalo Bill team. You know, Well, there's one thing that excites me. I'm hearing that Sammy Watkins is going to be running routes. So a foreshadowing kind of pickup where a lot of people thought he was out for the season. I picked him up in two leagues this week. Rex Ryan's saying he's going to play this week. He'll be on a major snap count. I'm not saying you're, you're, you're picking him up and playing him this week, but Sammy Watkins was, you know, what, top thir- three or four-round pick, got banged up with his foot injury for this, uh, didn't have surgery or did. Um, they're saying he's been running lightly and running and done. He's going to play this weekend. Well, okay. If you're in the cha- – if you if you got a playoff run ahead of you – well, no, I want him for the playoff run. I just, but I want to. I'm not talking I, about this week. Not I'm this week. Saying, definitely I'm not saying, this week. Definitely yeah. not this week. But I'm saying, interesting. I'm just giving you the foresight. If, if Sammy Watkins is available in your league, 
and you think that he could be all right in the next two, three weeks, and you think you're going to make a playoff run, good pickup. Give me the other one. We already talked about the game, but there's still talk that Adrian Peterson uh, two weeks aiming ago. for that December uh, comeback. December. So, you know, if, if that's the case. He's lightly know, running already. If you can Early have that deep entry, you don't have to worry about it, but you can potentially play for you in your championship game. When not that when you want him? Yeah. Um, it's worth it. It's worth the go. He's lightly running as of early this week, so you know it's three weeks away at least. But if he's if he's available and he got that spot, I mean, a second kicker or grab one of these guys that could be killing it and getting target out the wazoo in your playoffs. So um, I agree with you though. It's it's Robert Woods is getting some targets. Um, he's, but it's, he's, it's, he's your slow and steady guy. If you want to give yourself five catches for anywhere from 40 to 65 yards, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, last thing, Jaguars uh, against as their defense, they're underrated. They shut down both Golden Tate and Marvin Jones last week. So something to consider where they, that team is so young and that defense is so young, they're kind of galvanizing and coming together and they can get it done. So let's move on to... Well, before we get to the next game, we already know you love playing fantasy. So we know you love playing fantasy on Draft. Draft is a simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts just like the ones you do at the beginning of your season-long league. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last just one day, and they take only minutes to complete. On Draft, you can play for free, or better yet, play for money. And get this, your chances of winning on Draft are over 200% better than your chances of winning on DraftKings or FanDuel. We've been doing drafts all week, and D-Rex and I just did one before the show. I got Jay and then he turns around and he takes Tom Brady on us. So, you know, we both think those guys are going to have big weeks. Uh, it's always fun to do. So why don't you join us when you download Draft. Be sure to enter the, uh, the promo code PYRO, that's P-Y-R-O, to download, just search DRAFT, that's all caps, D-R-A-F-T, in the App Store, and it will come up first, or go to PlayDraft.com. Remember to enter the promo code PYRO when you download, so you get your 100% deposit bonus. Make sure you download DRAFT now. We look forward to seeing you there. Alright, well, let's get back into it. So the next game that we got is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Ravens. So this is another one. Uh, you, know, why don't you, you can look up the, uh, the over-under on this one, but I'm sure that it's not going to be very high. Um, and the, the reason, again, this is another divisional matchup. These are two teams that have the familiarity with each other. So when I, when I think of uh, Bengals who are going to be without A.J. Green... Uh, you have the Ravens' ridiculously stout run defense. So, you know, thinking about Jeremy Hill, I'm not liking what I'm seeing here. This is this is almost screaming to me, at least for like the main normal guys that you would go to for fantasy options, to stay away from. Now, Tyler Boyd, uh, could he become something here uh, if he gets heavily targeted enough in this one? Yeah. I think he could because for where you're looking at Boyd, he was you know sitting on your bench if you've had him there. Now maybe here he, he's somewhere where you can bring up to be your wide receiver three or a flex play. Uh, because again, I'm not scared of him losing that many targets to Brandon LaFucking Fell. Yeah, and Giovanni Bernard out for the season, so that's one, the only reason why I like a Hill 
is now that volume is, is headed his way. But to answer your question earlier on the over under, it's uh, um, forty point five points. That's 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 telling. pretty low. That's pretty um, low. And Dalton just looks terrible. He he just does not look like he's getting it done. Um, so you know, I don't know. The Tyler Boyd, he's a good pickup. He's definitely going to get um, a lot of that green play. He can split out to the uh, uh, sidelines. He can be in the slot. Um, you know, I think right now it's Tyler Eifert's the guy that you got to be excited about in that offense, um, just because he can he can get it done, and he's their best. He's their best weapon now. And think about it too. Why? Again, Eifert becomes the guy that, that I'll, I'll start no matter what for this team, especially once you get to the red zone, and especially in this matchup where the Ravens are so stout uh, against the running backs, I will take my chances with Eifert as being a main target who may get two out of three throws uh, yeah. in the red zone uh, in the, you know, for the goal line his way. Awesome. Well, you know what I got? I'm going to have – I got a target head my way and down my throat. So tell me, Mama, why make Buffalo's biggest cookie? Well, man from health department say he find rat pellet in our pastry, but I say no. It's big chocolate sprinkle, but he shuts store down. So we clean up, make big cookie for to bring customers back. <laughs> Well, wine Dini, let us know. What kind of wine are you drinking here tonight? What do you got? Ah, so I have the Cobonis del Sol Malbec from Argentina. You like it? Yeah, it's very nice. Nice. I'm drinking the Two Brothers, the Artisan Brewing Company. They're out of Warrenville, Illinois. One of many breweries that's uh, in the outskirts of Chicago, Illinois. And what I'm drinking is the, uh, the Outlaw 2.0, an Indian Pale Ale. They just... Recently uh, did a, an update to their original Outlaw, and I like it. It's called, they're literally calling it Outlaw 2.0, and they're going out of their way to say, Hey, it's, it's still got the same attitude, but we changed some flavors, changed some hops. We're making it we're, we, a redo. A redo. It's kind of like kind of like some of your leagues where you're able to draft after every four weeks. No, no, that's just in the playoffs. That's, okay, that's, that's, sure. uh, but uh, not a full redraft. Anyway, <laughs> also, uh, so obviously it is uh, Bruce Almighty is the uh, sound bites that we have going tonight. The music is Speedometer. Uh, Speedometer is a UK funk band that originally started out as a quartet uh, about 15 years ago. They are now a 10-piece band. Uh, they originally came out uh, basically being like a Meters cover band uh, and, and some of their own originals that were Meters uh, influenced. Thus, you can tell Spidometer uh, in their and name. I love that name, Spidometer. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And so, so, yeah, they're a really fun band. Definitely check them out. And one more time here, i got to have a little more wine Dini. I like it. Well, I'm actually right, going right. to... In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. The White House Reception Committee greeted the Prime Rib Roast Minister and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. <coughs> I like a do the cha-cha. Well, I'm, uh, you're going out of town, as we said, but I'm excited to see one of our... We are a bigger fan of them than I am, but I've seen them a number of times. Oh, yeah. Um, go to see the new Master Sounds. 
at the Park West this Friday in Chicago. I'm really, really excited about that. I uh, love that band. They always just throw love it that out. venue. Great place. Great to see venue. Them. Great place to see them. Great, la- yeah, great venue. Uh, so history for the Park West. So those of you who are listening and say, "Well, what the fuck? Well, I know the Park West. Uh, we are the Bears shuffling crew. The Super Bowl shuffle." When you see the video, that was filmed on the stage at the Park West. I didn't even know that. Yes. I didn't even know yes. that. Yes. That's hilarious. Uh, I love it. I've seen some great shows there. Like that. Like the venue. Thousand people flat. They're like, we won't allow more than a thousand. More, well, you can get uh, table service, bottle service, good times. So let's move over to the other side and talk about them Ravens. Um, it's a Dixon-West split. Uh, this, 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 this offense just looks a little bit... Uh, Downtrodden, a little bit, um, a little bit country, a little bit rock Yeah, around. no one. There's really nothing to really know what's going on. If you got Steve Smith, uh, you, you can you can be happy with him. Hats off to you on uh, your thousand uh, career catches and passing Heinz Ward. Uh, that's basically why he came back. Uh, but this team, uh, it's a little worrisome. I think fantasy football across the board is not. It's futility over. Fruitfulness. Well, and, and again, you have like the, the whole weird situation of what's going on in the backfield with Terrence West and, and Kent Dixon. Um, looked like Dixon was primed to be ready to take over, and then West gets the, the boot up his ass, and all of a sudden, you know, picks it up, scores a touchdown, gets himself going. <laughs> um, that that concerns me. So, what I, I agree, I, I think Steve Smith. He, that's a guy who I, I can start just because of who he is. But the guy who I really like in this matchup is Dennis Pitta. When you look at how futile Cincinnati has been against tight ends, um, they are, where is I just had it? Uh, there they are. So they are 29th against tight ends, giving up 10.9 fantasy points per game. So compare that to the Arizona Cardinals who give up 2.6 fantasy points per game to tight ends. I love the targets and I love the action that he's going to get, but another stag uh, money nugget here, which is crazy. Dennis Pitta, and obviously we know he's had a, a litany of injuries. Dennis Pitta hasn't scored a touchdown since week 14 of the 2013 NFL season. So well, he is the opposite of touchdown dependent. Correct. But at the same time, if you've ever felt comfortable starting him at any point in time in the season, you should feel more comfortable this week. Yeah. Uh, Mike Wall, <laughs> absolutely. Mike Wallace, boomer bust kind of guy. Uh, you know, he, he's lit up a few games, and then he's absolutely crapped the bed in others. So when you're when you're when you're playing him, know what you're up against. Uh, before we get to the next game, which is the Cardinals and the Falcons. Let's listen to this. The Cardinals, thank God, uh, Bruce Arians is back on the job. Had a little bit of a scare. He's had too many scares. Yeah, a little bit of a scare. Had some hard uh, chest pains. So we're glad to hear you're back at the office. Uh, Good man. We're always wishing the best for you. There's no question there. Um, So how about you start? Let's just start with Carson Palmer. He just does not look like... Is Carson Palmer ever going to win a team a championship? You know what? I don't know that he's that championship winning guy. I mean, this is the team to do it with, right? And I thought, you know, last year's incarnation actually had probably the best chance of, of it happening. And you come back and you're chasing a dream, right? Now, he had a bad week last week. But let's look back because the three weeks prior, he threw for over 300 yards in each of those games. So this week is against the Falcons. 
Holler for a dollar. You're going to play him this week because if you ever have to, this is the ultimate put up or shut up. Can you, can you put up points against the team that everybody else has been putting up points against? You know, you're going to have to because Atlanta's going to bring it and that we'll get to their side because it's a different, it's a whole different story. The story on this side is you, you are confidently starting uh, Carson Palmer. It, you know, if you're in one of those situations where, well, I got this guy with this matchup or I got a luck situation, yes, it's Palmer all day long. The, the Falcons give up a ton of fantasy points. Um, so it's an average of 21.1 fantasy points per game. That's the most. So they give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I'm starting Carson Palmer. <laughs> David Johnson, yes, he's a must start every week. He's, he's proven to be matchup proof, he's proven he's always going to give you 100 yards. Uh, in total offense, he's going to give you that and then some in this matchup. He'll be the terrorizer, and then what you'll have is definitely a strong play for your um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, Fitz has not really done it a lot. I mean, he's giving you 70 yards, six catches, yeah, 70 yeah. yards. He's giving you the touchdown. He'll give you at least 70 and a touchdown this week. And the other ones that you are interested in is, well, what do I do with the mouth if I have a Michael Floyd or if I got a John Brown? Well, if there was ever a week that you were going to see the Bruce Arians take the multiple chances downfield and where you might actually have a chance for them to complete them, this is where it is. So, you know, I just, you know, again, playing in Atlanta, you're playing in the dome there. It's not like Atlanta has any type of real home field advantage with their fandom there. It's just, it's, the, it's Atlanta. I don't know. It's just the, Maybe they're getting closer to having more homegrown fans, but it's still... Well, next year they'll have that new stadium. That'll be a bigger difference, but... And, and they're going to have cheap concessions, and I saw the building of it when I went down to that music festival, and it looks pretty dope. But you just don't have, like, the generations of fans like people do in Detroit and Chicago for even Cleveland. So even when your team is bad, you still get passionate fans. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think they're... Yeah, no, I agree with that. But they have one of the best owners in football, oh, yeah. Arthur Blank. So can he? He's, can he's the man of the can people. we uh, give them the Bears tradition, and we'll take him as uh, our owner? Absolutely. <laughs> God, do we need we need an owner with money like nobody's business. Uh, all right, and a guy who always looks like he's got like a freshly waxed mustache and everything. Like that guy looks like a million bucks every yeah. time you see him. Well, he definitely is either easy worth more than a million bucks, but yeah. Uh, but he's the thing I love about him. Every game he's on the field for the fourth quarter. Uh, should we talk about? Uh, let's talk about the uh, that that fella um, and his team, the Falcons. Let's quickly breeze through it. Well, it's it's tough. Okay, so the Falcons are coming off of a bye, right? Yeah. You know, and then you get the goddamn Cardinals. So you had to wait. Tevin Coleman maybe back for this game. Yeah, he's coming. Great, back. you're coming back to face the goddamn Cardinals. I, it's it's misery. It, it, it really is. I mean, when you when you look at to quarterbacks, they're giving up 13.1 fantasy points per game. Um, then you look at and, and that, by the way, is fourth best in the league uh, against running backs. Oh yeah, a paltry 12.7 points per game to running backs, best in the league. So for Freeman and for Coleman, now I, I'll tell you what. Coleman is the guy who I, I would consider more of the X factor in this matchup just because of the way that they can split him out as a complete wide receiver and use him uh, all over the field. I think that that versatility will give him a better opportunity than Devonta Freeman. I think he was healthy. I think he was healthy almost a week before the bye, but they were like, you know what? Let's give this guy an extra two weeks. Um, it's not. It was just a, a hamstring, right? 
Yeah. Quad or a hamstring. Ham, uh, I think they were. I think. I think they. They could have played him two weeks ago, but they're like. We got that extra whole thing. Let's just sit him out. I think he's going to be ready to go. I hope so, too. And him at full strength is, is deadly. And we saw what he did in that Denver game, right, where he wasn't supposed to play because of the, the, with the sickle cell. To, yeah. To, not affected. Um, the, sickle cell is like the new list Frank. Is yeah, it? it's crazy. It's crazy. And to be honest, he's still, Tevin Coleman, with missing all this time, is still 24th. That's amazing. So points per and that's, game. That's that's not and that's not PPR. Right. And his points per game then he's got to be you know way up there because he's missed so many of these games. Yeah. Tevin Coleman's got set. He's played eight games. Eight games. It's seven. Seven. Yeah. Right. Seven games. Yeah. His points per game. Jesus Christ. It's incredible. Yeah. So probably top ten. I keep it should be up, but I hit the wrong one. <laughs> I'm, lear- I'm not learning my lesson. Uh, you know, Tevin don't... Coleman. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. 13, 13.4 per game. And if you're in any of these leagues with the long touchdown bonuses and things like that, you can break him. Oh, he's, it's, it's deadly. Now, so again, you're a Julio Jones owner. And Indiana is number one in basketball. I have a lot of Indiana friends, yeah, so they're, they're excited about this stuff. Yeah, also one of the, the gayest chants ever for, um, first of all, as, as far as a fight song. Uh, did you ever see the movie Breaking Away? Of course. One of the right? movies ever. So it ends with the Indiana fight song. So I have a lot of friends that went to Indiana as well. My yeah. sister went there. Oh, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. We're all for you. I, you. That is he, terrible. you. That's, that's the end of their fight that's song. That's why when I, went, when I went and visited my sister while she was there, I met a lot of cutters. Yeah. I was like, she's like, where were you all that skateboard? And I met a bunch of cutters. I went to the quarry. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Indiana's for you. Stick it up your ass. I was smoking grass with the cutters. If you haven't seen it, I like that. I like that pop culture you brought up. Breaking Away, one of the best college sports movies of all time. And that's that should say plus all around. That movie's great. College sports movies for Viking. Just college, college sports. The whole movie was filmed. The whole movie's amazing. The whole film was filmed on Indiana's yeah, campus and on the campus. Uh, it's just an amazing movie. Yeah, so Little Italy is what they Dennis what Quaid, they're known of. Dennis Quaid, uh, David Stern, Stern's in it. Who's um, the guy that who actually, Kelly from the Bad News Bears? Yes, who actually who is now like was also uh, what's his name? Uh, he's all over. He's in everything. He was he was uh, uh, yeah. Rorschach yes, in, uh, yes. in Watchmen. Yes. And, um, and you know the story about him, right? No, I'll, I'll get his name when you start talking. Jamie, his story. Jamie, he was a Domino's oh, pizza delivery guy for here. for eight years, and then he got he got back, and they brought him in as like a child molester in this movie about ten, eight ten years ago. Got an Academy Award nomination, maybe won, maybe won it. I'm gonna find out when you're talking fantasy. He, he's awesome, Earl Earl something. Yeah, Earl. Uh, Jay, uh, yes. something Earl. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, Earl. Yeah. That guy was a he was a dominant he was in those movies Bad News Bears in uh, Breaking Away and then he was a Domino's pizza delivery guy and then went to get Oscar nomination had a great and now he's all over the place. had a great cameo role in in a bad movie Will Ferrell semi pro he he's in great what was the last I think I saw him in the Hateful Eight he was in he's in great he's he's, in, he's, he's like all the movies now let's yeah. talk fantasy I'm gonna find that right, so guy so to where we were going before that, that was I was going to Julio Jones. And uh, you you are a Julio Jones owner. You got the bye week, and now you get Patrick Peterson. Fuck me. 
You know, it's like, you got to be kidding me. This is, again, so now you got to really temper your expectations. Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. There you go. So, Julio, it's not going to be me and Julio down by the schoolyard this week. It's going to be Julio followed by Patrick Peterson wherever he goes in the schoolyard this week. Um, <laughs> and that's going to limit him. So, he's not going to have a big game. It's not that he can't have a big catch, but it's one of those... That if I'm a Julio Jones owner, this is always how I play these types of matchups. When I have my star guy who I expect can carry my week and score me a 20-plus, 30-plus fantasy point week if he goes off, when he's got a bad matchup like this, I'm looking for my flex or my second running back or my my uh, third wide receiver to be a guy that can have more boom potential. Uh, you know, so I want the guy that has the potential for that long touchdown that is maybe going up against a defense that does give up a lot of 20 plus or, or 40 plus yard pass plays where I have a chance, you know, maybe a Ted Ginn if the matchup's right or something like that. Hey, I, I might get shut out, but at the same time, I don't need the, the, the steady five or six points yeah. if, if Julio's going to be cut from a potential 20 down to eight. Yeah. So you, are you saying that? You you don't you're down with sitting Julio this week? No, I said okay. you, you temper your expectations okay. and you fill your last flex or running back two or whatever one I got with you, the other guy that's gonna you, elevate you. you up. Julio Jones himself, still number one, only thousand yard uh wide receiver. That guy dominates. Uh, am I now, done? Real quick too, I'll just run through the last guys, Bahamut Sanu or Taylor Gabriel. It's just it's just not gonna be as fruitful this week. I think Muhammad Sanu will probably get a lot more targets just because Peterson is on him. So maybe that's your sneaky play of those of those receivers because Gabriel's more that, that gadgety type guy, and they're not going to be able to take the top off against this defense with the safeties that they have. And you're not going to play any of the tight ends. 2.6 points per game, number one in the league, Arizona Cardinals at stopping tight ends. It almost looked like it would have gotten broken last week. I, I'm, an, I'm a Kyle Rudolph owner, and the touchdown got called back. Yeah. And then... Kyle Rudolph didn't see another catch the rest of the game. The one thing I'll say about the Gabriel call is the fact that no matter how good the, the uh, safeties are on any team, speed. The, no, it's not. It's all Julio. Yeah, they're so literally double, triple team Julio, and so worried about him. That's why this guy's able to get it so deep, and he's one of the fastest guys in the league. And uh, this year, at least, uh, Matt Ryan's long ball is looking pretty, pretty nice. Uh, anything to say how, about that? How's, how's his short ball look compared to his long ball? I don't know. I, I, I played flag, playing flag football once. <laughs> a guy hit the back of my head with his balls, and literally one of his balls was enormous, and one was small <laughs> for the rest of his life. And he never, he, he always held the grudge. Maybe he should have gone to a doctor to get that checked out. I almost got knocked out by a guy's ball <laughs> in flag football. I was like, oh, what was that? A knee? He's like, that was my ball. Yeah, and, like, then, and then your boy, screwed. We, we go off the rails when it's just you and me. And, yeah. and there's no, there's no, Deal with it. it's there's, no there's no stack party here to give us great yeah, looks. Roll in the eyes. Get back like, on top of it. Touching his face. Like, we're doing fantasy. What are you doing? We don't care. I'm, I'm about to get rid of all these stupid movie channels that I have because like it's, there's never anything I don't yeah. watch them. But the Sasha Baron Cohen movie, this, this Brothers Grimsby. Oh, yeah, I watched I've seen it. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the balls in the face and the, <laughs> the dart in the, in the dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was the last scene. No, no uh, that was not the last well, scene. The, the, the last scene was like the gross. I didn't see it to the end. I'm, oh. like, I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, the last like, scene's the worst one. The family's reunited, <laughs> and it's like... 
He's got a, he's got a gate. He may, oh, he basically saved like a rocket in his ass. So the last scene, the family comes in, and his ass is the biggest gape. It's like a, literally a rocket gaping ass. It's the last shot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I love anything Sasha Baron Cohen. I was thinking about recording that and trying to use some of the things. I was like, oh my God. I don't even know what I could use in there. I love, you know I love Oasis, and he like did the character a little bit off of Liam and had met Liam and all the shit. There's some great stuff. And that guy's the best. Holly oh, G forever. Um, Borat. Oh, God, good grief. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Giants at Browns. Let's breeze through this. I don't really want to talk about it that right, much. Let me let, let me let me let me roll you through. Okay. Alright, so the, the Giants struggled last week against the Bad Bears team, but got the win at home. Now they go on the road, though, to face an even worse defense in Cleveland. Uh, so with the Browns, you know, this is, a, this is the game again. If you're looking at, uh, what's the, if you could look up the over-under while I'm going through this and you can let me down yeah. and you get it, but this is the game where I want to get my Giants players in there, okay? Um, Eli should be able to throw like crazy. The Browns have given up 25 passing touchdowns, two more than anybody else in the league. They are the most. So... I, I, I think that a good opportunity for Eli to have his three three touchdowns, maybe even a four-touchdown game. What do you got on the over? 44.5. 44.5. That's mostly coming from the Giants' side of the, of the field here, I yeah, understand. Yeah. Um, then you have Rashad Jennings, who's really kind of reestablished himself as, as the go-to guy um, in the backfield here. I, I think that he has a great opportunity. Again, the Browns are allowing 24.7 fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, so that's also going to allow, I think, that they're going to have a, a good chance to uh, uh, to, uh, to to get ahead in this matchup, where Paul Perkins will be viable with some garbage third, fourth quarter, uh, getting some more touches in this game. Uh, I also think you're going to see uh, a, a great week here for your uh, Odell Beckham. Um, you know, he'll be able to, to, to right his ship after getting shut down by Terry Porter and the Bears last week. Um, you know, even though he's going he's gonna to see Hayden, it's not going to matter. Um, Sterling Shepard is also a strong play. Uh, I, I like him a lot. And, and the other guy that I think is your, is your sneaky, you want to pick up and stream uh, a tight end, Will Todd. You know, he, he caught the touchdown last week. Um... You see how bad the Browns are. Worst in the league at stopping tight ends. So when you look at all these fantasy points that are going to get put up, I'm 100% on board. Stream, pick them up, play them. Will tie. Great matchup. Eli is going to find them. Good. I think a really good chance for a touchdown for him. Now let's flip it over to the other side because you're going to have Josh McCown, who's going to be under center. That's the best news that you could have if you're a, an owner of any Browns player. Uh, just for the simple fact that Cody Kessler, it's, you want to see some development, but we weren't seeing it. And McCown at least has that offense moving in a better direction. Uh, but he's going to have a tough time scoring against the Giants. They hold opposing quarterbacks to 13 fantasy points per game. Third best. That was surprising to me because it's like when you think of this Giants defense, it's not one that you really think about in that regard. But, you know, think about D-Rex. When I look at that defense, it's you're getting... JPP is giving you some pressure up front. Blocking uh, balls. Yep, and, and the, the thing that I think why you're limiting 
the quarterback so much is also the ridiculous, outstanding play of Landon Collins in that secondary. And that's one of those ones, God damn it, I traded him and Jordan Reed to TC in some like big trade uh, last year. Or a year and a half ago, or two years ago? Wow, am I eating crow on those two players that should be both on my team. I was at that draft uh, <laughs> two years ago in Chicago where Landon was a, he's the first pick of the second round. And the whole time, me and, there was two things that me and my buddy Moult said while we were at the draft. One, the dude from LSU that's now, that's now a starter on Dallas... From there was they thought he murdered yeah they thought he murdered they thought they he murdered his girlfriend like a week before the draft take that guy we could have taken him with the last one but the other guy was Landon like train up and get Landon how do you not want he's in a he was a stud on Alabama and he I don't know I guess he's maybe a slow time and he's a little cocky or whatever but he was the first pick of the second round I think I believe uh, New York traded up to get him. And he is, he's a game changer. You this is this? like the most Ed Reed kind of guy that, that, that we've seen in a long time. The thing that's ridiculous is that because he did ban in the underwear Olympics. Yeah. Um, he's the best player on Alabama. Yeah. On that defense. Yeah. On that defense. That's, that's. I think he won, I think he was a two or three time champion. A guy who always looks great with instincts toward the football when you see him on a football field. Who flipping cares what he does. In a damn drill when he's not wearing pads and not reading a defense and reacting to a play. Thanks. That's what he does. His ability to just see the thing in front of him, diagnose it, know exactly where the guy's going, and be able to, to fake quarterbacks out is it, it, remarkable. One man's thanks, Obama, is another man's thanks, John Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Landon Collins, just, just, just to highlight... Um, Real quick, because this, this, I know we don't talk about defensive players, you know, it's like, why would you? But um, what he has done this season, it's, uh, what does he have now? It's five interceptions uh, and I want to three ten passes defended. <laughs> I mean, that's two, ten two passes defended six. is like, that's like one of the best, like, on a whole season for, for anybody. And we're, He's still got almost half a season to go. He's a stud. And when the ball gets... Yeah, he's a stud. Big hitter. People are scared as hell to go across. He's also giving you sacks. He's got, what, four sacks? Three or four sacks on the year? Um, So, yeah, three sacks. Forget it. Ridiculous. So, let me... me, me, Let's round out here. So, when when you're looking at the rest of the Browns, the Giants are also good because Landon Collins can also come up and stuff up in the run. You can't run real well against them. So I think Duke Johnson is probably the stronger play, but maybe you're still going to say Isaiah is better only because you have the chance at the, at the potential touchdown, and I think that's maybe where it is because they have allowed nine rushing touchdowns on the year. Um, so, I, okay, so I'll give Crowell a slight advantage. PPR advantage goes to Duke Johnson, but I don't really Crowell's like Crowell's a painful play. I don't really I, like I, either I, 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 I have to play Crowell in a couple leagues, and it's like, the weeks he does great, you're like, thank the maker. And the weeks he shits about, it's like, I knew that was going to happen. Well, now here, we, we can just talk about this because this is this is pretty simple. So you had both Terrell Pryor and um, Corey Coleman got 10-plus targets last week. I think there's a good chance that one of them gets 10-plus targets this week, and I'm going to bet more on Terrell Pryor. Uh, I, I, don't, I see McCown is not a guy that cares about 
what the organization cares yeah. about. I think Cody Kessler was instructed to kind of give Corey Coleman more targets because I think the Browns realize that Terrell Pryor will be leaving them uh, for greener pastures to yeah. sign with someone else. So, hey, let's develop the guy that we need yeah. to make sure is taking over. Well, Josh McCown, screw you. He's, whatever he is as a veteran, he's going to throw to the guy who's open. So I think Terrell Pryor will, will be the guy that comes ahead in the targets. But the big winner is Gary Barnage. He saw it last week. Yeah. He, McCown comes in, he didn't have a catch, and then he has two catches yeah. and one of them is a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's a, it's a brutal team to have to really rely on in general. Because they have that two-deal, uh, Johnson and Crowell in the backfield. You got McCown, who, let's be honest, he looked okay when he came in after uh, the concussion for Kessler. But the game before that, where weirdly they sat him after half, was one of the worst QB performances of the season. Um, he obviously has rushed it back from an injury. I, I agree with you on the prior. Prior will be probably on the Patriots or another good team next year. And oh God! Can you imagine? You know, no, I don't know if the Patriots. Are, they finally. I don't think necessarily need to go that route. It'll be somebody else. Fair enough, fair enough. But he'll go. To, he'll go to a spot where he thinks he's going to be able to do something. To you know win. where he goes? He's a winner. Pittsburgh. Stay in division. Martavis Bryant, with all the issues that he has, they say, yeah. "Screw you, Martavis. We're going to take Terrell." God, Martavis. Could you imagine if Martavis back? Let's move on. Yeah. You got anything else to say on these guys? Uh, no. So all I, right. I think it's time that we. Hey, let's keep the lights on. All right, Jared Goff. He had his. He had his first. He had his first victory. He had it, and then all of a sudden the team laid over on the. He like first start, first victory, and then with just everyone laid over on him. That was too bad. Um, ah, He didn't look great. Obviously, the whole season. Their victories, their their victories are usually nine to three, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, they're gritty, and I, I like where they're going to happen. And the one thing I will say, and then I'll kind of just let you run with it for well, a minute. I want to hypothesize something to you. Gurley has be- look had his best game in this situation. And Gurley's going to have a better game this week, but that's but that's only because of the matchup. But my question, my my question to you is, um, well, I forgot the question I was going to ask you. What was I going to pose to you? Uh, oh boy. You know what? While you're th- trying to think of it, it'll, it'll come back. Oh yeah, I can, I can, I can get to that for you. I'll remember. My question is, why do I want another Outlaw 2.0? Valverde. God doesn't take vacations, does he? Do ye? Did you ever hear of the Dark Ages? <laughs> we did. We're about to be living in them. So, I, I, I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, here's what it was. Okay, yeah, it finally came back to me. So, thinking about why they started golf in the, in the week that they did. Did they start golf last week with the home game against Miami, thinking that, hey, this will be a, kind of more of a grinded-out game, but we can get the win, we can get him some experience, so that way, even if it doesn't go well, we played the Saints next week, and now he's at least gotten a game and feeling game speed where now he can, because the Saints defense is so bad, here's a chance where now we can show you something and maybe fans will be having the, the, the wool pulled over their eyes for a little bit and, and, and a little bit of trickeration. I'm really putting out the conspiracy theory on this one. I, 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 I think in general, there's pressure. You got uh, so many other quarterbacks doing, you got Dak, 
You got Kessler playing all right at moments. You got obviously Pennsylvania. Who's the, there's a, there's another rookie quarterback that's making things happen this year. Um, spacing him. D Rex, Um But there's pressure. Yeah. This is the number one overall pick. They traded to the farm to get him. You got to see what you got. Not because you're trying to, you know, it's not like you're going to maybe go in a different direction, but you got to give this guy some time. This is week 11 that they throw him into the mix. Well, they said they weren't going to start him until he was ready, and I don't think that he was actually even ready. I think that they just felt like they had to start him. That's again, but this is, again, why I'm, I'm saying maybe they did it because give him the home game first so he gets that one, but now the next game is a softer game coming off, so it's not like, you know, it's it's you're facing a division rival in the Cardinals in that defense. He looked better, to be honest, watching that game. He looked better than I thought he was going but, to. But he didn't throw the ball downfield at all. What was it? Uh, I don't even know how many pa- it was. It five passes in the entire game that were more than ten yards downfield. I believe it, but it looked it, whatever was okay. happening. It, unless all of a sudden Gurley was better and energized, and this and and, and 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 in that game he was just ready to roll. It seemed like things were opening up a little more. Maybe well, just that may be, and you know, and maybe it'll happen this week. But here's the problem: if you're one of the people who owns. Uh, the, the people that were viable on the Rams, the guys that had just recently become viable from waiver wire to startable. Which that is was Kenny Britt. No, it was also Lance uh, Kendricks. Kendricks. Yeah, you're right. All right, so you yeah. had these two guys, they are not viable anymore. They are, you better sell them while you can if you got someone that is still smoking the cheese that was stinking from four weeks ago. Get them sold to that guy because you're not going to find it under golf. He's just, he looks too timid back there. You know, it's just, he's. He was a guy that never had to do reading the whole field. They always limited his progressions. He would have two progressions and he would go through them in college, but there's more than that in the NFL. Those are covered. And, the, you know, so I just I just don't see it. Let's so move on from him. I, well, like, you know, I, like I, I like what I saw. All right, but Gurley. First start, a guy that's not ready. Okay, but Gurley, as you said, had his best game. That was 20 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. He finally got himself into the end zone, which was fantastic. Uh, this was the one that you have to be saying, this will be the Todd Gurley show, and as I, and I said in my weekly write-up on this, you may actually even get a second act because the Saints are giving 22.5 points per game to running backs, fourth most in the league. You know he's going to get fed the ball. you got to feel good there. And that's why I think maybe just, um, just mentally and emotionally, Gurley seemed more excited and happy in that last game than he has in the last year and a half. Just, I don't know what it is. He just he just seemed like he was more excited and happy and having a better time playing in that situation with Goff. And I think that just in general, the, a new guard, so to speak, yeah. when, you're, when you're playing with, who, who was the guy before? I'm spacing his name. Uh, uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. It's like... When, when, when a 4-8 when a guy comes with a hug, all right, guys, everyone knows I suck. We know this is going to be garbage, but we're about to hand the ball to you, and there's nine. There's going to be nine people there for you, girly. Speaking of hot garbage, is it only because your initials are CK? Now, I only know the two, Case Keenum, Cody Kessler, but <laughs> hot garbage. Is, there another, is there another one? I mean, we Case of Noun, no, he was a CM. 
You know, this guy used to have a piece on Pyro real early before you came along that was called hot garbage. I can't, the word that you, you just saying that, I remember doing the graphic every week and we called it hot garbage. God, and hot, it was a bust at piece every week. Hilarious. It sounds like bitch slap on a weekly basis. Oh my God. Your bitch slap's much better. Hot garbage was just that. Hot garbage. You're a bunch of hot garbage. Let's move on. Let's move on to the well, Saints. I don't. Yeah, I, let's move on to the Saints. I, if you're starting too many Rams, you're well, hopefully you're, you're hopefully like just hunting the week, the year so you get a better draft. No, next year you're the biggest optimist that ever was. <laughs> That's straight up. You are the biggest optimist that ever was. And you're definitely not from St. Louis. Now, the, yeah, true that. Looking at the Saints here. Um, this is this is one where you, you got the home game, right? It's supposed to be all all fun and good at the home game. But what do the Rams do? They don't score, but what do they also do? They don't let you score. This this is where it sucks because that front line. I don't like I, the, the front line, even even um, the, the ability of a Mark Barron who's able to, to kind of move all over the goddamn field and is a demon. I don't like it. And, and you look at. Especially for Drew Brees. Let's look at a couple numbers here that stand out to you. Number one, uh, they're eighth best as far as fantasy points, 15.1 fantasy points per game that they're holding quarterbacks to. But here are the couple stats that stand out to me. They're holding opponents to 230 passing yards per game. Wow. All right. Now, they've given up 15 touchdowns, so it's only like an average of about like two per game, six interceptions, so they're, they're getting in there and turning you over. Now... What's the part of the Saints' offense that everybody thinks of that makes you happy? It's big plays, right? Well, they've only allowed three plays of 40 or more passing yards on the season. That's second best in the league. They are number one in the league of plays of 20 pass, 20 yard pass plays or more. They've only given up a league best 22. So, uh, talking about it, they, they just strangle you. They just. They're going to force you to, to play a different style of game. So maybe this is the game where you know, you're not going to get the, the stretch field plays from your Brandon Cooks, your Michael Thomas. So maybe expect a higher, a better PPR way to look at it. I'm going to get a higher volume, a Stephon Diggs type maybe, maybe a 10-catch, 70-yard type performance, but I'm probably not going to be able to take the top off of this defense. But do you think that helps... The now two-headed monster, which is a bummer for people that drafted Ingram in the second or third round, is now the running game. Is do you like the high tower Ingram situation? Or? Uh, you you might, but not this week because again the problem with that is it's been it's been either Hill, it's been High Tower, it's been Ingram, and it's been Ingram, then it's been High Tower. They're going, they're being more effective as a team, but they it's. And I'm a guy. I, I'm an owner of both of them in one league, and I had a. I was forced to start both of them last week. Got 17 out of Hightower, five out of Ingram. Yeah. Um, we're different scoring, so if those of you scoring at home be like, that's not how a normal thing scores. <laughs> not that type of league, but just different. <laughs> anyway, the, the problem was the week before it was Ingram, and Hightower did nothing. The week before it was Hightower, so they're going to cannibalize each other. And now you're going against a defense that holds rushing backs to 102 rushing yards per game. And they've only surrendered, what is that, I think, uh, six touchdowns on the ground. Both of these guys, Hightower especially, is not a receiving threat. Ingram is more of a receiving threat. So maybe he becomes the higher value in this game just because of his ability to make those catches and because they're going to be taking those other further levels away from you. 
that you're going to be forced to the check down, and that's where Ingram will be more valuable. Uh, as far as Kobe Fleener, fuck him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him this week. Um, it's just he's he's become replaceable pretty much. Yeah, I, he scored I, I, a touchdown, but he looks lost. But no, but he's not giving you a ton of yards, and you know, let me let me let me give you the, let me look up the final stat line on what was it? I don't know what they were against tight ends, the Rams, but uh, yeah, Rams against tight ends, lock. They're sixth best in the league. Right. 5.5 points per game. Let's move to the next game, and that's going to be the 49ers at the Dolphins. Um, well, that's pretty crazy. Okay, yeah. 49ers and Dolphins. Uh, Kaepernick is more fantasy points than Ryan Tannehill. That's not surprising because... You know, here's okay. I remember, remember when Tannehill. We're talking two years ago about this. You being dog manager, and what was the one thing that Tannehill did? It's what Kaepernick's doing, which is why he's scoring fast points. He was giving you 40, 50 rushing yards a game. That's what Kaepernick. And Kaepernick in that first half of the game on Sunday was throwing dimes. Yeah. He looked better eye test throwing the ball in the pocket, scrambling than I've seen him literally ever. And then I don't know what happened, but either the defense uh, figured it out and changed it up in the second half, or Kaepernick was thinking, "This I'm playing awesome. I can throw the shit out of it," and then just fucked it up. Like I know what he happened before. He had too many wine dinies. Ooh, solid pour straight up on that one. Technical difficulties. In other news. <laughs> My apologies. I think you make a great point if you're streaming quarterbacks. You know, because he's just not that guy who will give you 350 to 400 total yards and four touchdowns. He's got a nice floor right now, though, but he's not going to give you that Eli Manning and Joe Flacco flipping stinker yeah. where you're scoring four points. Well, we, we have him in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, 480 or 360? 480. 420? Uh, 420. Never heard of it. 
420, isn't that, isn't that the, like when it hits 420, you make uh, enchiladas, right? I usually get uh, chips and guacamole. Okay, yeah, it's a good, it's a good time. Everything it comes together. We're we're do, we've, we've we've spearheaded this movement. 420 is Mexican chips and guacamole and enchiladas. Amen. Uh, but we have him as our it's a Q, two QB league, and we drafted him super late, and then Gabbert got the job. We held on to him, and right now he's helping us out. Um, all right, let's go. Hyde, he's our guy. Chip Kelly came out this week. Everything we're doing is going through Hyde. Um, you know, it's just as simple as that. Vance McDonald's the go-to guy on that on that team. He's a, a sneaky guy too. Like if you're looking for that that stream uh, type of a player, the way that, that he's he's become that safety blanket. If he's looking for Curly first, if he's not finding Curly, and Patton says you know once in a while when he's open, uh, but but Vance McDonald's is he can. He can him and Selleck too. He likes to throw to the tight ends. It's actually his most accurate pass that he can make. So that's why he becomes one of the more viable guys, just because he's scared to make the sideline throws because yeah. that's where his interceptions come. And he likes those post patterns. He likes those sit sit routes. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I think um, that's all I really got for this team. You know, Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, there's no other guys. It's not like you're, you're not, you're not, you're not starting a wide receiver. No, because again, this is just not a matchup with the Dolphins. Uh, again, because they're also have become more of a run-dominated team. Teams that play against San Francisco are going to be more run-dominated anyway, because of the way that they give up uh, to running backs. So you're just not going to have as much time of possession, and also at the same time too. This is not a defense like the Saints or like the Falcons or like any of these other really bad defenses, Browns, that you can take advantage of and, and feel comfortable. That This is a Dolphins team that's middle of the road. They got, they got good linebackers with Kiko Alonso and some of these other guys out there. They give you some, up, some pressure up front. You, got, you know, it's, it's just middle of the road. You want, to, uh, you want to talk about some of the action with the, uh, the, Dolphins? With the Dolphins and then we'll, we'll, we'll push on to the next matchup? Sure. So, you know, here's some notes. Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, J.H.I., you know, you have to love J.H.I. going against anyone that's a running back against the 49er defense. Um, we saw LeGarrette Blunt had that huge touchdown called back, and he still ended up with a lot of yards. Uh, but, you know, he got a touchdown, right? He got the touchdown. But they gave him that touchdown because he got screwed out of the other one. Um, to shine, 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 Hey, and he's gonna that's go a, up. That's the remix. And here's the note from uh, about JHI from uh, Stag Party. He said, "Monitor the offensive line and see if they get healthy. Uh, and if they do, then he can have a huge game. Uh, I guess they are, they're a little bit dinged up there. You know, even if they're dinged up, I don't care. I think Ajay is just too dominant. Um, it's one of those, especially you know, for DFS type plays. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. League winner Again, pickup potentially. You, you also got that. You also have. Um, and, and this is a one o'clock game, correct? Uh, yeah, it's the last one. No, second to last one o'clock game. One o'clock game. West Coast team coming across to play on the East Coast. I love that time difference for that. Uh, I think that alone just just makes me go high on a jai. Um, high, high a jai. High, I will say, high a jai. Hush, hush. I will say my favorite beer. My favorite beer in, in, in the world <laughs> is High Lai. High Lai. Cigar City. All right. I actually was in Mexico and saw some High Lai. Oh, nice. Street High Lai. Oh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, so when you're looking at the receivers, you know we got is that Jar- handball. 
No, it's like it's like skee ball, kind of like you know, not a skee ball, but like the scoop ball. Whirly ball. It's like whirly ball yeah. without without the uh, without the moving um, bumper cars. Yeah, it kind of like that. <laughs> Pretty much, kind of like that. It was kind of aggressive. A little bit of hockey in there too. They're, they're guys were hitting each other. So, um, Jarvis Landry is just not giving you. I have you fun the, when we're doing these podcasts. Of course, of course. Well, when we do this kind of stuff and stag parties here, God bless some stag parties. Well, if I couldn't get they're to my huge, Jarvis Landry point right now, huge, stag huge edge. He's like, he's like, oh, keep, keep the fantasy, keep the fantasy. We love you, Stags. Hopefully you're not uh, still sick. And those of you who listen to us, let us know if you like our extra banter that we throw into it, you know, or tell us that we're morons and we need to be more like Stag Party and get to business. So, you know, we'll... We won't listen. We won't listen, but we'll take your opinions and we want to see them. And we just want to hope that you're on our side. We'll catalog it, put it on toilet paper and wipe it. I mean, shit, you're driving in Wyoming right now on your way to, to God knows where from God knows where. You want us to be having fun with you, so that's what we're doing. There you go. We're Coke t- driver. We're titillating your taint. Oh, jeez. Hey, you know. Hey, hey now. Someone's got to be in the middle. Wendy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jarvis Landry is just not given the production that he was earlier in his career. You know, back in the times when it was, we're going to pepper him with every kind of target known to man. Now that we have uh, the established running game where they're really more committed to it because Gase actually has an idea of what he wants to do with the offense. Uh, Landry is also not a red zone major threat there. He seemed to be that prototypical guy in that slot-type role that you would want. Now I want Jamison Crowder and Cole Beasley more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PPR, he's not even, he's not even great. And Devonta Parker obviously had, had, a, had a great fourth quarter and second half. But I don't know. Landry is uh, one of those guys that has definitely, definitely fallen off. Falling off the fantasy football map. Well, and, the, and it is Parker to me, the guy that, that stepped up. Kenny Stills gets some uh, a hit here or there, but it's it's either two for thirty three. You need to hope for the touchdown. You're not going to get any of those monster games. That's They're like, not throwing he's, for he's, enough. He's Gabriel. He's yeah. Ted Ginn. He, he he's, he's Ted Ginn circa three years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it just just not enough there. Parker is a guy that I like. Um, there's nothing to talk about with the there's tight ends here. Rit, T- Tannehill. Uh, maybe streamable. He's had a good. The, the last two games have been the best two games we've really seen on him. What would last week making, have been without the last two drives of the game? They were being shut out until what, four minutes left to go in the game? No question. No huh. question. He, but he's. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, Tannehill's. He's, he's, he's essentially unplayable, but he might be streamable if you're in a uh, quandary. Because of the fact that they're going up against the 49ers. Do we have anything else to say? No. All right. We're going to move to the last of the early games, and that's the Chargers at the Texans. But before we do that, I need some ramen noodles, and those are pricey. All right. Chargers at the Texans. Chargers back off of a bye. Yeah, they're coming off a bye. Uh, tough matchup across the board. Obviously, the Texans uh, have quite a nice defense uh, in certain certain ways. Maybe we didn't see that in full last night, but um, well, they, look, they, they they broke down. They, it was a couple of breakdown plays against the Raiders. You know, still even with that, they are fifth best against quarterbacks, only allowing fourteen point two fantasy points per game. Um, Third best 
against wide receivers, 17 points per game. That's that's kind of crazy. The running backs, that's the one where you, you saw the hit, 20.8. That, that, that's where we saw the exploitation, uh, exploitation, I should say. Exploitation, I make it. Exploitation! I like it. Big enough words. Hey, I'm a little Irish explosion for you. <laughs> <laughs> the the Jalen Richard and Latavius Murray getting that, that late hit. Oh, by the way, C.J. Fedorowicz, uh, basically I was tied with uh, uh, going into the game, and the guy had Latavius Murray. I'll sit by three points. Thank you for nice. that. Well, the one thing that uh, a snack party nugget we have here is uh, Boye. Yeah, Boye. He's PFF's number one corner. Isn't that hard to believe? It's too bad we don't have like like ID, IDP individual characters because he would have the flavor flavor clock yeah, on him. Yeah, the clock on him. Yeah, Boye. But he, PFF's got him. He's the number one wow. corner this year. Uh, and we've seen him make some great plays throughout the season. Uh, was he the one that went up in the air and got hit on the penalty? I can't remember. That, that, that play. That, Maybe. That was a great That was just no penalty. I just wanted to see that again. The sound that it made of yeah, those two guys hitting cool. and hitting that. like it, it was like I felt like I was playing Mortal Kombat, like DC Universe, like, uh, like, like Superman versus Batman or something. I liked it. I liked it. No, it might have, that might have been him. I don't remember. Let's, um, let's go to uh, Melvin Gordon, obviously. He's you're well, starting this, him. This, this guy is he's he's a he's a volume beast. And this is a defense that allows the running back. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go go, go gush on, on Gordon for a second. Then I'll back I mean, up. I'm gonna just say Gordon is he's he's making up for lost time. I mean, it's only one season, but the guy's just ready to go. I, I haven't seen a, a a player that is running in this kind of uh, just absolute. He's just—he's just a beast. I mean, he's—he's he's fast. He can catch. He's getting unlimited uh, carries, obviously, because he got Wood. Uh, wood well, what has every, everybody else got hurt? He's, out of there. he's the number four running back you this remember, year. You remember Brandon Oliver? Yeah, Brandon <laughs> Oliver. He's done. I mean, so he's got to basically. Gordon is. He's got ju- he's got more rushing yards or just short of yush- rushing yards of David Johnson, and, and he leads all running backs in touchdowns. That's crazy. Touchdowns are going to go up this week. Ten rushing touchdowns have been allowed by the the Texans. Um, 111 rushing yards per game, but Gordon's also going to get used in the passing game. This this should be a really nice week for Melvin Gordon. The thing I love about him more than anything else when he catches the ball or runs the ball, he when he's ready to hit it. He moves up the field, and he is he's zero to sixty real fast. He is a speed demon from um, catch or carry to hitting the hole or cutting up with the, with the reception. And let's be honest, with with the way that uh, Rivers is playing, and the way that it's it's just always going to be a lot of fantasy points in that team. And he's basically the catalyst of that. When you said that Boye is the number one guy, so this is a bad week for Tyrell Williams. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I mean, if, the, if he's going, is he definitely going to lock? Who else is he? Who else is he going to lock? I don't know. Inman. 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 Really? I'm putting on my. Yeah. I'm putting on my isotoners. Inman. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to uh, to breaking away. Refund. <laughs> Refund. <laughs> I Refund. I love Inman. No, no, it's not going to Inman. 
he'll be he'll be on Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams is the biggest threat that they have in that passing game. Um, it's unfortunate. You, you look at what they've done as a team anyway, giving up 219 passing yards per game, 11 passing touchdowns on the year. Uh, so less than two per game. Uh, there's not a lot of action that happens with them. Um, but don't you think... Remember I told you 20, 20, uh, the 22 pass plays of 20 yards was the best for the Browns? Houston, 26. And Houston also, also tied. Three pass plays of over 40 yards. But don't you think that, just even watching the game last night and some of the other ones, don't you think that, I, I feel like Rivers and, and these no, wide receivers can get it done? That scared me. The fact that they got broken, now they were due to get broken. They got broken. This is where their numbers still are. You're talking, yeah, I, you're I, talking I, about the, that the, defense, the Amari, that defense Cooper is gonna, play. That, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the other, the, the two broke down touchdown plays. Right. Well, nope. They were big, big gainers, you know, so it's like, those are anomalies. They gave them out. You can blame it on laser pointers. You can blame it on, <laughs> on, on, on the altitude. You can blame it on, on, on Mexicans. I don't care what you blame it on. It happened, but sometimes that's one of those things that, again, this is a, a Texan team that's playing at home now after being in Mexico. So I, I, I think that I just I, I feel like it's going to be a much better game for that defense. It's not going to be that Phillip Rivers 350-yard game, or if it is, it's going to be laborious with, a, with about two or three interceptions involved. Let's quickly go through the Texans. It was a bummer uh, in that game last night. It seemed like they, uh, they're they kind of like going uphill all the time. DeAndre Hopkins had his best play of the year um, called that's stupid. Cost me, cost me an extra $75 in winnings in DFS. Believe it. I believe it. Um, that just sucked. That was the best play of the year, literally. And to blow the whistle, just dumb. Uh, Lamar Miller. And, and why can't they go back and correct that, by yeah, the way? Yeah. Because even though you blew the whistle, did it, did it impede or change any difference of the outcome of how that play would have turned out? Hopkins didn't slow down because of the whistle or anything. He kept going. And, or, and even or, if the other guy would have go, could he have caught him? No, no. but uh, at, at the least, like, if you make an error like that, like, you add 25 yards. There should be something. And if, if, the, if it happened within the 20, then you get a touchdown because he went to the touchdown. Because he ran it the whole way. I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. They're, they've got a lot of work to do on that sort of stuff. Uh, the, what I heard, though, is that uh, the, car, the Mexican cartel um, let out the families of all the refs in last night's game as a result of uh, some of their play calling. They did what to them? The Mexican cartel let the families out of the refs. Let the families out of the refs? Say that one more time. I'm not understanding you. The, basically, they're saying that the refs were... Uh, Owned by the cartel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Owned by the rest. Owned. 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 I thought you were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they took the rest. I'm not good at cartel I jokes. Were, I thought you were telling me like they took them, they, they, they bled them out. Is what I'm not I good at said. cartel jokes. If you were talking about, I'm scared yeah, of. If you're talking about bleeding them out, then I was going to have something for you. Bleed it. Okay. Blood's supposed to stay inside the body. That's where it's meant to be. Besides, they stockpile this stuff in a warehouse somewhere. It's all frozen on ice, and they tell everybody there's a shortage. It's not true. Where did you hear that? From a very reliable friend of a friend of a girl whose sister is going out with someone very high up in the government. <laughs> all right, let's do a couple more little <laughs> points here for the Texans. And, um, ah, Brock. That's brutal. Brock is brutal. I, 
You can't start him. You can't feel comfortable starting him. I don't care what the matchup is. It, it's you don't because again, what what you had it was startable when you had those connections with Will Fuller that were going on early in the season. You're not getting any of those connections downfield anymore. You're not getting the explosion plays out of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you're not seeing enough where they're really utilizing Lamar Miller out of the backfield to give him some of those cheap dump-off uh, 30, 40, 50-yard plays. So those are just not happening. I, I, I just, no, I don't, I don't see a lot any anywhere of, of comfort for him in this one. All right, let's move on. I well, we got well, CJ Fedora at. Um, Obviously, dropped a couple balls last night. Well, you, gotta love, you gotta love Lamar Miller. Okay, now again, it seems like every time that Melvin Gordon gets in these matchups of the, of, of the good running backs, it's tougher for him because his defense sucks. Yeah. So Lamar Miller, I love twenty-two point one points per game. The Chargers are giving up uh, to to running backs, so that's fifth most in the league. Uh, I also, you know, you look at a Fedora Wins, This is this is a tougher matchup. They're they're. 12th against tight ends. They're just, they're not great. They're not horrible. Um, I think that it could be actually still be a good game for Fedorowicz. I think he showed up, he played through like a lot of pain. He did a couple big hits in that game uh, as well. Still came away with five catches, 76 yards. He's finally starting to stretch it. They didn't get to the end, to the red zone where they could be effective. And Fedorowicz, with his six foot, what, six foot six, six foot seven inch size, has a great ability to be a factor in the red zone. And you can definitely see that if there's one person that he feels more comfortable because one of the stupid pass plays that he threw to Fedorowicz where he was double covered and they were showing him like in the, from the behind the quarterback on uh, one of those, uh, the, the progression. Yeah, yeah. You could see that DeAndre Hopkins had like made an inside cut move, had a three-yard separation on one-on-one coverage unless there was a safety who was just Waiting for for him in the middle that I, we couldn't see from the angle that they gave us, but he threw the double coverage instead. Yeah, it's got to be uh, got to be frustrating. I loved that there was one point in that game, and then let's let's move on to yeah, the next matchup um, where uh, <coughs> uh, Gruden was like, "Yeah, uh, Brock Osweiler in the number thirty-two pass offense at about to hike." <laughs> <laughs> He was saying, he was giving them the biz. All right, before we get into the next matchup, which is going to be the Seahawks at the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay hosting one of the hotter teams in fantasy football and one of the power power ranked teams in football right now in the Seahawks. As usual, get it hot about middle or the second half of the season. Let's start with Russell Wilson. Obviously, he's healthy, looking good. Scrambling, making plays, delivering, spreading it around. What do you got to say? Like it, I like it. Jimmy Graham giving him, uh, giving him play. Uh, you are also going to have to rely more on him this week than you maybe would because now that CJ Procise is out uh, and Thomas Rawls, it's Tuesday for us. We don't really have the full. We know he's dinged up a little bit. We have to wait until tomorrow to see what happens on the injury report if they even list him on the injury report. Um, hopefully he won't be, and if he's not, then, then Rawls is in for a 20-plus carry game, uh, which is great news. Again, the, those fresh legs, he got that opportunity, got called into a lot more action. I think that was the kind of the, the, the worry right now. They, they, got, hit, they, hit, they threw him in, the, yeah, hit the they ground got, running. 
Thank God he doesn't have to play on Thursday night because if he was playing on, the, on this Thursday, I think it would be real Trumpsville for him, to quote you. Uh, Trump news. City. Trump Br City. Trump City. Breaking news. The Seattle Seahawks have re-picked up Christine Michael. Just kidding. <laughs> you know that they're going to I was like, really? I'm going to go get him right now. No. So, well, here's the thing. Wilson on fire. He's got over 20 fantasy points uh, in the, his last three games. He's been, you know, top three uh, fantasy quarterback over those games. The Buccaneers slowing down. And the Buccaneers suck against yeah. quarterbacks. They're giving up 18.8 uh, .8 points. So that's that ranks them 27th against the position. Uh, so you should have a lot of opportunity here. And again, don't be surprised to see as he's finally starting to feel healthier now. Him use his legs a little bit more now too, especially because now that you have the lack of extra depth of the, in the running back, then you're going to need to kind of keep defenses off off kilter a little bit. And so roll them out, let him run a little bit, uh, just let him get out of bounds. That's all. Rawls looks great. He he just doesn't know how to not play. He he does think he's got the body. He's beast mode junior, but he thinks he's got the body of beast mode. He doesn't. So he's more. You know, he's he's kind of more like Maurice Jones Drew. He's but he doesn't have that body. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was he was that, he, he was he he's was got, so, yeah. He, he's, he's got he's, like Napoleon syndrome, where he's yeah. like he thinks he can do that, but there's a reason why he's always banged up and yeah. always injured and hasn't played well, since. He the needs to get on a milk regimen because he keeps breaking bones. It's like he doesn't have the soft tissue injuries. Yeah, yeah. He's got brittle bones. Yeah. True. Maybe he should. His character should be a piece of peanut brittle, or just bones. No bones. Yeah. How about that? Bones, bones with bones with the broken with the thing like like the operation guy like simple fracture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like I like your call. Um, simple yeah. fracture. <laughs> uh, Doug Baldwin obviously making making the stuff happen. He's on fire over the last few weeks. You, you're definitely thinking he can have a great game against the Bucks. Uh, Jimmy Graham's a tight end one. Thank God. God bless you for getting back. Amen. Sneaky to you. play this week. I like a Tyler Lockett who's finally seeming like he's gonna get he's getting a little bit more back involved in this offense. I know that we're seeing a little bit of Paul Richardson too, but I think that Lockett is the one that that really has that that real potential to do something. Richardson just seems like more of a one-trick pony. I agree. Let's move over to the other side and uh, talk about the box. By the way, this is our the first of four. Three. Three. Three late games. <laughs> so we can't get a quad box. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Cicilliano is not going to be happy about that. Uh, but we'll go over to the yeah, It sucks for him because they have so many times where there's like, oh, I have no football to show you. Oh, well, we only have three games, so I will show you a punt. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't do commercials here. But we're going to take a break and show you highlights. I watched the game <laughs> in my buddy's place, uh, and he was on non-DirecTV, uh, which I'm a DirecTV guy now. Scott Hansen, and Scott Hansen was putzing out the whole time. Is he just not as good? Oh, uh, is better. It sucks because my wife hates the DirecTV that we have so much. Like, we've had issues where we are. I'm going to have to be getting rid of it. Coming uh, up. You're going to Scott Hansen? I'll be forced next, next year. Next year I'll be Hansen bound. And the worst part is I won't have my ability to have my two TVs where I can flip through all the games. It's like I got to figure out. You got to figure out how to own where the pants in the family. Yeah, it's, just tell the, tell the old bag. Well, that this, this is off, why. This that is why. Well, that's why it's lasted for this long. I mean, I mean, it's I professional. Made, this well, year, professional. I got to see how much money. The best part is. 
we can. I can keep jumping back and forth and just keep you know getting money back. I've been a Directv member since 2004, so once I leave, like you know how much stuff they're going to send me to get me back. That's what you do. You say I'm leaving right now. What are you doing to keep me here? All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to go to Mike Evans. He's the best wide receiver in fantasy football over the last few seasons. He the targets are the last few Cumulative weeks. Cumulative. No, last few weeks. Sorry, not yeah. season. Last few weeks, he's got more targets than any other wide receiver, which is incredible. By I think about ten. I think the second best target guy. I can find this out in one minute. He's got 119 targets on the season. Second best is 107 by Larry Fitzgerald. Wow, how about that? And, and and looking at it too, so he's only had two games on the year uh, where he has not had at least eleven targets. He's not had any ten target games. It, he's had a seven to open the season where he caught five for ninety nine with a touchdown. Okay, fine, no big deal. Then he just had uh, two weeks ago against the Bears again. Terry Porter. So mm-hmm. this is this is the, that whole thing. He held him to, to uh, four catches for 66 yards on five targets. Yep. Other than that, he gets 18, 14, 11, 12, 13, 11, 17, 13 targets. Target machine. <laughs> Target machine. So, you know you're starting him. And what's Cameron, scary is only 300-yard games on the year. Yeah. But in the, well, the crazy thing about with all those targets that we talked about, the numbers are going down. The actual catches yeah. are going down each week. So, he's got 65 catches on 119 targets. That is, uh, and it's not drops this year. It's, it's not as just, much. It's, it's, yeah. it's good defense, it's tough plays, it's corner outs, and it's it's some well, bad throws by again, where, Who else have they had to focus on? You haven't had Doug Martin there all season, so it's been a mishmash of those other guys. You lost Vincent Jackson, so there's no protection for him there. Yeah. Cameron Brake, they got rid of it, Austin Safari and Jenkins. Cameron Brake has come on, but... You have to come on before you're ever going to get noticed. Absolutely. So, Evans let's, has talk, been, let's talk. This is under this is under the microscope of defenses. He's done this. I, I agree, and he's, he's he's he's. I love watching him. I love having him in my lineup, and he's he's delivering. Cameron Bright, uh, you know, he, he he's actually a, a legit start. So, he, but but again, this is Seattle we're talking about. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Seattle, who um, they're okay. So Seattle. Across the board, they are seventh best against quarterbacks, 14.4 points, allow running backs 16.2 points, and there's nothing that Doug Martin has done in the past since he's come back here yet that makes me feel like, wow, he's, he could he could exploit he so anything on there. Fifth best against wide receivers, 19.8 points, and eighth best against tight ends. It's a it's, tough it's a tough, tough deal league. all around. It's Look, a tough deal all around yeah. for the Bucks. You're gonna start Evans, temper your expectations because he's gonna see a lot of, of Sherman. Yeah. Um, and just know that it'll be a battle. It'll be it'll be a fun one to watch, but it's not going to be one of those fun ones as an order where you're going, where are my fantasy points? Yeah, you might want to sit anyone but Evans, to be honest. Uh, agreed with that. All right, let's go to the Patriots. And, and before we get got, there, because I need a wine a dee uh, I don't know if you can hear that one. Oh, it's my tap. I didn't hear the train, but hey. So I'm telling you, this is a rough week for those page, for those Buccaneers. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's move on to the Patriots at the Jets. 
Um, you know, we'll start with the Patriots, always with the visiting team. Play them all. Play them. Play them, play them, play them. LeGarrette Blunt, this is the one where you're going to maybe have to temper your expectations a, a, a bit here. You're going to love Tom Brady. He loves playing against the Jets. You're going to love yourself some Julian Edelman again. Is Gronk going to be back for this one? I'm not 100% sure, but Edelman was another one of those. I'll keep him out. Prime plays while Gronk is not there. We didn't see anything from Martellus Bennett. That was ridiculous. Um, I would expect if he, Gronk, some, he dropped some balls. He did early, and he just kind of looked like Brady's like this guy went out last night or if, something. He just kind of stayed away. But but that's what I like in the comeback. If Gronk is out, I will like Martellus this one. Martellus cost me because I, I I took him in two DFS plays. It was like you just. I needed you yeah, to give me he seven prepared. to twelve points is all I needed, and he give give me like. And that's that's what Bennett's done. That's what yeah. Bennett did in, in in Cowboy Land. It's what he did with us. He has these great games, and he looks like one of the best tight ends of all time. And then other times he's just disinterested and can't get it done. Which is why you got to play him after the bad game. Yeah, especially if Gronk's out. But Edelman's definitely the strong play. Um, the other guys, the ancillary guys, no, I, I, I'm really not going there. Uh, you know, you might have an opportunity. Are you liking a Hogan? Are you liking a, a Malcolm Mitchell? Are you liking a Danny Amendola? I don't know which one to pick. Uh, I, I think the Jets' defense is bad enough that if you want to take a flyer on one of them, go ahead. But I, I just don't want to be the one to pick them. All right, well, before we get to the Jets, because we were supposed to do it before the Patriots, listen to this. All right, Jets, Jets, Jets. Fitzpatrick's back starting. Um, eh, I don't know. Forte <sighs> might be okay. Bell, 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 Bell. Day. That's what I need. It's a funny thing about pleasure. It can be quite pleasurable. Pleasure is pleasurable. I, I, I do like the pleasure. <laughs> Funk show, brother. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I, think, I got nothing okay, to say the, about this team. With the Jets, play Forte. You're gonna play Forte. You're gonna play Marshall, right? Because you have to. Yes. Do you have to? I think you have to. I think you have to. Um, that was my Howard Stern quote. Yeah, I, 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 I have to. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I have to. From the movie, anyway. Um, I gotta do that. I gotta do private parts. I love it because you yeah. want the music. Let me know when you do it ahead of time. You can do ACDC. Yeah, no, I'll do oh. Port of Pirates. Oh, you do what? Our, oh, there you Our go. Charger. That's one of the great songs. Or you, or you can do Rob Zombie too, so you can play. Fair enough. Uh, I, as long as I get that hard Charger, that was that was the song that brought Janes back together. Mm, oh, interesting, interesting. Got to see that band another thirty-five times. I, I thought they were broken. This up. is not. I, I'm, I'm staying. You know, what do the Patriots do? They normally take away what you do best. So would you normally say, okay, they're going to go after and take after, take out Brandon Marshall? Is that going to mean Quincy Anunwa? Unfortunately, the way that Quincy Anunwa has basically fallen off the table yeah. in the past four weeks, I can't trust it. I'll start Brandon Marshall and take my lumps there with it again, kind of like that Julio Jones situation. Just kind of prepare. Use that other last roster spot that you have for a guy that can give you more of a boom potential. Uh, Forte. Just don't expect a lot. This is this is just a sound defense that will limit the bare the basic necessities. You're not going to see him just breaking through and, and running all over this defense. We really, you know, it's 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 Bill Belichick. That's that's his forte. Sorry, forte. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Word play. Let's Speed. move. Let's move on to the next one. 
That was the shortest game we've ever done in the history of the fantasy football fire. I'm happy to see it. Screw it. It's reason- goddamn. For reasonably so. You know what? This is this is this is my version of fuck you to the Yankees and Red Sox. Yes. I have enough of Boston and New York. I ain't need enough of y'all. We're going to the bubble. Last game of the, the, of, the a- of the afternoon is going to be the Panthers at the Raiders. Uh, we'll start with the Panthers, obviously. This one, uh, this is a good game at the NFL standards. Is it going to be so uh, in fantasy? Stag Party seems to think so. He thinks it's a fantasy gold one. Well, play all Panthers. What does he say? So tell me, give me this. Give yeah. me the Stag Party lowdown. I'll, 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 I'll give it. Let him, talk, let him talk for a minute. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll let this guy, this sick little fella, get. He gave us some nuggets on some games, and here they come. Could be a fantasy gold mine. He says, play all Panthers. Ted Kent, Ted Ginn could be a surprise again. Um, you know, so you're just playing all your Panthers against the Raiders. Raiders are uh, giving up 24.3 fantasy points per game, two wide receivers, 22nd in the league. What about uh, Olsen? How, how are they doing against the tight ends? 9.3 points per game, 26th in the league. I had just traded for Olsen. I'm so happy to be starting him uh, this week. That's always a good time. Let's flip on over to the other. We base here. Well, how about uh, Jonathan Stewart? We're saying start them all. Start them all. Yeah, so, so the Raiders are giving up 19.9 fantasy points per game uh, to running backs. That's 22nd in the league. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, they're 21st, 17.6. But the way that Cam has been running the ball lately, uh, I'm not concerned there either. Start them all. Um, obviously, if you got better running backs than Stewart, you don't have well, to. Well, the problem with Stewart is you're just not getting those, those high-end games. It's all about the touchdowns, right? So... You, you got to look at it. Is, is Oakland the team that you're going to be able to score those touchdowns on? Uh, and I'll tell you that they've given up nine rushing touchdowns on the season. So that rates the middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, the top end being like uh, 14 rushing touchdowns that the Chargers have given up. Low end being the Kansas City Chiefs at four rushing touchdowns. Wow. The Chiefs are the best. Chiefs are my favorite fantasy football team well, in the standard leagues. Lions and Ravens also for, for rushing touchdowns. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, all right, let's flip it on over to the other side. The Raiders. Um, does, he never, ever, does he have notes on the on the Raiders? Well, I've got I've got thoughts oh, on it. Oh, we, 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 we got some notes as well. Uh, Crabtree, best hands in the league, dropped a lot of uh, a lot of easy balls and one hard ball. If, if Crabtree had caught that one he touchdown, hard ball? he yeah, he dropped hard ball. If, if he had caught that touchdown oh, in yeah. in in the back of the end zone. Um, I would have lost by my opponent coming back from 63 points down. Are you serious? So thank God for that one. <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had Carr, Crabtree, oh. and Amari. Oh. And I was up like literally 138 to 72. And, you're and going, I ended up winning by like eight points. the lasers on the Raiders? Oh, yes. <laughs> if he had caught that, I would have lost. It was crazy. Oh, um, Yeah. Good times. It's fantasy football, baby. It's fantasy. Um... But yeah, uh, Raiders are still still suck. Um, oh, that was actually more so for the other team. Uh, Jalen Richards clearly looks ahead of DeAndre Washington or not? DeAndre, what's the name? DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Washington. Is that his last Jalen Richard yeah. and Latavius Murray. That catch he made was great. Th- this is this is Trump City though. Carolina's fourteen point four points against running backs, uh, third best in the league. 
I, I don't think that you're going to find nearly as much success here. There was no running happening. It was all it was all receiving action well, in that game. That and, and, and that's always how it is too, because it's it's they are a community. It's all three of them are, are going to get touches in there, so you need the big plays. So let me let me tell you, Carolina gives you big plays, right, in the running attack. So Carolina is only allowing. Well, I, I guess this is going to be your first indication that the answer is no. Eighty-one point eight yards per game on the ground. Five rushing touchdowns. Per game on the ground, uh, total on the season, four is the best. They're five. That looks like um, a car car helper. Uh, okay, how about this? Yard uh, runs of forty or more yards. How many have they given up? Uh, three. Zero. Wow. How many runs of twenty or more yards? One. Three. That's uh, second best. Detroit and Seattle are the only two that have two. So. So don't expect much on the ground. Three runs of 20 or more, and that's it. No 40-year yard, longer runs. No one breaks a long one against them. That's you know why. Luke Keekley. Thank you very much. Is he out this week? You know what? That's going to be interesting. Again, we're too early in the week to know yeah. how scary that looked. The emotions on that guy's face. I was like, did he? I thought he like like suffered yeah, yeah. like a, a torn ACL, yeah. uh, a broken bone of some sort that he knew he was going to. It was a con- concussion. It was a little much. It was a little much when you figure out that, oh, you can maybe be back next week. I mean, I respect the guy. Everyone's like, you know one loves a game more than him. Really? Because he's a white guy and he's great. Like, yeah, no. All these, there's, there's some guys that don't love the game. We know who they are. Yeah. But when, when you hear that no one loves a game more, it's like. I hate those statements. Fuck off. Anyone's they a- all love the game. No. No one wants the big paycheck right. that he's got coming more than him. Maybe that's why he's crying because he hasn't gotten it yet, uh, right? Yeah, uh, Keekley, no, I, did he get paid yet? I don't think he's got. I don't think he's gotten that monster he's deal. He should get it. Too. He hasn't gotten that Von Miller. It's gonna be after this year then. He's, got, he's been late for what four years? Like, yeah, like, five, four, yeah. Five. So four years at least, yeah. Anyway, it was a little weird. But okay, but even if he's out, ventilating and God bless him, love him as a player. But it's kind of like pull it together, buddy. Yeah, it was it was cool to see and everyone was feeling it. But it's like you could be bad. Yeah, and, and maybe you this miss not a game. dislocated kneecap. Right, it's not yeah, like your career is over. Yeah, and and it's all done. But even if he is out, Thomas Davis, Shaq Thompson, there's talent there enough along that defense that it's not going to be. It's measurable. But is it so measurable that you can choose which of those three? I can tell you which of those three won't get the big play. It won't be Washington. Will Rashard or Matthews be able to get a Murray be able to get a big play with Keekley out? Maybe one of them. But it, it'll probably be the guy who's doing less total touches and damage throughout, and you get a net zero gain. Wal- Walford's not fantasy relevant. Uh, Amari he's Cooper. He's not a re- he's not an elephant either. He's not an elephant either. Amari uh, Cooper and Crabtree, both good plays. Uh, we'll see what happens there. That's sh- that that actually is one of those games that hopefully it's a good game. It Sometimes be. I love fantasy football. But I also really love it on Sundays where it's like there's great games. It will be. Every Raiders game is a great game because every Raiders game comes down to like the last two, one or two drives of the game. You're. You're never having a blowout where it's like, oh, it's all decided I can turn this game off or they're getting blown out. No, it's a game into the fourth quarter every every game. Good point. Um, all right, let's go to uh, the, the Sunday night game. 
And so, that's going to yeah. be the Chiefs at the Broncos. But Ooh. before we get to the Chiefs and the Broncos, we got to pay the bills one last time, and then we're going to ride this one home. Holla Borada. Chiefs at the Broncos. This is, this is, okay, can you pull up your over-unders on this one? Because yeah. I want to guess that this is the lowest of the week. Even with all the other quarterback things and things that are going on, I'm guessing like 38 and a half points as the over-under on Chiefs at Broncos with Simeon versus Smith. Keep going because for some reason it's hard to get that bottom game. I, I just when you look at the lack of offense that that we have had and and the strong defenses again. What do we say? The Chiefs were the number one defense that's only given up four rushing touchdowns on the year. So thinking about Devontae Booker here, just thinking about Denver's defense. Now Denver's defense is not the defense that they were last year. So let's let's not be mistaken about that. Um, especially when you talk about the running attack, because that's where Denver's defense is Great call. We'll live it up. 39.5. Boom! Lowest, be, lowest out there. Because it's going to be a running attack. Here's where... Lowest out there. If you are a Spencer Ware owner, feel good this week. Broncos, that's their Achilles heel. The loss of David Trevathan, from the loss of Malik Jackson on the front line. All those losses have just created an interior that... that uh, opposing offenses have decided to run at them, and that's the best method for them. The strength of that defense—it's in their—it's in their secondary. It's not in the linebacking core. And it's not in their front four. So that's where you're, you're able to hurt them. The Broncos are giving up on average 124 yards rushing per game, nine rushing touchdowns on the year. They can be run on. Yeah, that's about can. it. So we talk about those other numbers. So they give up eight runs of 20 yards or more, and three of 40 or more. It's basically in this game, and I think we can move to the other side. You can play a Ware, and you can play a Kelsey. Yeah, so Denver um, against tight ends, they're still been solid, though. They're, they're seventh, uh, only 6.1. Now, I told you that straight to that secondary, because, again, the secondary is also playing into the tight end there. That's where Kelsey will get peppered with them. But if you're thinking, oh, is this, I, can, I can maybe sneak a Tyree kill, no, you can't. 13.4 <laughs> points per game that the Denver defense, that's, that's the league best. They do just relentlessly are not going to allow you to score on them and, uh, as, in, in, in receiving. Uh, and Tyree Kill is on the radar now where he was getting his action happening where people like, weren't considering him. He's a rookie. People aren't thinking about him. Now he's known as their, with that Macklin out, no other option. Conley, who gets the most snaps, but nothing happening there. Hills, 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 a known entity. Yeah. Defenses are preparing for him. Yeah, and, and again with this defense too, who's given up nine touchdowns total on the year, and with this anemic offense, I don't even know how many touchdowns does Alex Smith throw. Let me let me look that up real quick because oh, it's got to be like it's got to be like six or something, right? What, what, what is, <laughs> After you give this number, we're moving on to the Broncos side because the, the 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 Chiefs just are in a spot where it's just fantasy ugly. football. They're basically a fantasy football ghost yard. Uh, that will be touchdowns on the year. Nine touchdowns thrown. So they've thought. given up nine touchdowns passing on the year. He's only thrown nine passing touchdowns. And that's actually high for him. I thought that was going to be lower. Um, all right. Let's well, go over to the His Broncos. career high is one year with 20. Oh, great. First pick overall, 1994. 11 years as a pro. <laughs> Congratulations. Let's go to the Broncos side. How is he not holding a clipboard? Anyway, go on. He's a great clipboard holder. But he, would be. He, he, he could be holding a clipboard. He could, 
He could be done as a starter now and be a, a, a backup for, for the next ten, seven yeah, years, ten I agree years. With that. I completely agree. He'll be a twenty-three year vet. He'll be like the Steve DeBerg. I love it. Yeah. God bless. Yeah, I, I like, I like, I like the paycheck, one. man. He's doing. He's he's made a lot of money. That mm. fella. Uh, let's go to the Broncos. I think he's pretty much sure starting your Broncos. Uh, not with too much confidence, I, I, but with I, I, well, again, somewhat confidence. You're worrying about Devonta Booker with this defense, the way that they handle running backs, the way that they're limiting the the, the, the scores on the ground. Also, the fact that. Devonta Booker is now being complimented by Bibbs, yeah. so they Booker's been has not they had all the they had all the high him. praise for him and everything, and then once he got put into the main role, just really wasn't ready for the main stage. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate. It really is. But um, agreed. So I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I have to start him in one league, but I'm not feeling confident about it. So I'm looking for that other. Player that I can put in that might have a little more juice somewhere else where I can get a little more play out of it. Uh, let's go. Demarius, oh, my receivers, yeah. Demarius and Sanders. I mean, whatever. I, I think this is pretty much a Dudley game. I think you, Demarius. You, you like them both. You like them. Oh, no. no you love no. them? I like them both, okay. Peters is out, right? He's he's dinged up. He's definitely dinged up. And when you look at what, what uh, Kansas City is has been doing um, as far as against wide receivers, they, they've had some of their struggles. Um, they're giving up like 25.4 fantasy points per game. So they're among uh, the most points that are given up there. Um, where was the stat I was looking for? Here it is. So the yardage-wise, you're saying, oh, it's not horrible, 264 yards per game because, again, they're, they're always a running team. They're slogging it down. They're giving up 17 passing touchdowns. Uh, they they do have an opportunistic turnover defense, but at the same time, they can just allow a receiver or two to get off. And now, is that going to be Demarius? Is that going to be Emmanuel? I don't I don't know either one because with Peter's out, I think you're able to force it more. And I think that knowing that you're going to be kind of pushed away from being able to be effective with Devonta Booker, knowing that you really don't have any viable option that's going to relieve the pressure off of Sanders and Demarius Thomas from the tight end position or even from the third wide receiver position, those two should get a healthy amount of targets, yeah. and I'll take their chances with, I would imagine both of them getting 10-plus targets. I totally agree. And it's weird. Uh, it seems like this could be a game uh, in prime time. Uh, Chiefs a little bit... Um, Undermanned that uh, I could see, I could see Denver kind of lighten it up a little bit. I could see a Demarius, I could see a Sanders big game, and we'll see. But at the same time, those guys are fr- have been frustrating uh, here and again this season. Are we done with that game? Yeah, let's move to the last game. The last. This is the last game. Hey, yeah. Cross-pollination right. between tulips and daisies. I call them to-daisies. To-daisies. To-daisies can be excited. To-daisies if you do. To-daisies if you do. Let's go. Packers, not good. Eagles, haven't been good. What do you uh, What do you want to say there? Let's do your little matchup over and under. Uh, 47.5. Pretty I like good. It. I like it. Pretty good. Says. Smite me! Oh, mighty smiter! <laughs> uh, obviously, you're playing Jordy Nelson. Um, 
Rogers is is a nice play as well, but he's been blowing. And that story came out this week how he's not talking with his family. He's obviously a head case, and I think it's it, it's it's weighing on him. Did you read the article where they interviewed Jermichael Finley? No. Great article, kind of like delving into it. Basically saying that like he's really not like a natural born leader. It's about kind of have to be in his graces and by the time that they were always at odds and by the time they finally got it together then he had the, his season or career ending injury um, and just saying how he's kind of affected by outside things and again you can't mess you, with him you can't well like, because you want to know what it is it, I it's fine when you're winning you gotta bow down to him yeah like, you can't you can't be hanging out and fucking around and then all of a sudden he's it, not that leader guy he's you have to impress him yeah he, he, Which is so it's not like it's not natural. More. He can give it out. He can't take it. Right. So which is not a guy that you will go. I will got, follow you. Means you have no confidence. Right. You're not going to run through a wall for that yeah. guy necessarily uh, because of. They say he's compet- ultra competitive at everything, but then when he loses, he's a prick. Jordan was the same. Why way. would Josh sit in Jordan? Leave Jordan was as the same a potential way. Pro Bowl got to be able to play with him and instead go to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's got to say something. I mean, so Olivia Lund, Lund, I've been saying forever. You got a great spot here. It's a beautiful California king bed for you when you're done with it. <laughs> but he, his dad buys tickets off StubHub mm-hmm. to go see his son play. They returned Christmas gifts last year that his family's given him. I mean, this is just like it's uh, it's head casey kind of stuff, and uh, it makes me have to have another wine and beanie. Oh, 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 I can't finish it just... But it's a... It is close. It's, it's effectively... Hang on. This is hilarious. So you're the boss and the electrician and the janitor. Must be a killer Christmas party. Don't get drunk, though. One of you might need a ride home. <laughs> um, anyway, Rogers, I've always thought he's a prick. I've literally never liked him. Not just since... Literally never liked him. I always just kind of thought he's a smug prick. And uh, it's kind of nice seeing all this news come out that uh, he is just that. Um, feel bad for my Packers friends and whatnot, but you know, here, here's what's going through his mind. Like the Great Falls is the bedrock of my life, eroding beneath me, eroding, eroding. <laughs> that should have been the uh, that should have been the opener. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been better for save it to the end for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Oh Starks came up big. We picked him up in the blog talk radio on Sunday morning, slotted him in, put up I think 14 points. Amen. But um might not be a great tougher, matchup. Tougher this, this road, yeah. This Eagles defense only giving up 15.8 points per game, ninth best in the league. Um you know, I, I just don't see. I just don't see the clear path for Starks where it's it, it's unless it's like a blowout, right? And you're going to get the garbage yards and the dump off passes and things like that. But the way that the I don't see that happening, even though the Packers defense has been so bad, we've seen Carson Wentz and, and the uh, Eagles offense kind of become more anemic and, and kind of go into its shell. Yeah. This is an opportunity though where they can open things up because again. The Packers have just been a sin. So, 
I just, but again, I just don't know that it, it, the way that the game is going to play out, it's going to play hugely into Stark's hands. And I, I, I just like the front seven play of, of the Eagles enough that I'm worried about it for him. I agree with that. Can Adams, who... Five rushing had, touchdowns, by the way, that the Eagles have given up on the year. Wow. Adams had a bad week uh, after a nice little run of being an amazing flex player. Can he? Is he the guy that can uh, make some things happen in this one, uh, or do you think his is uh, he had that kind of mid-season flash and he's going to go back? Because he dropped a bunch of balls. In yeah, the, in the last game. you know, he's a lot more like last season Adams in the last game than it did. He's uh, a guy that you worry year. about long-term focus, right? A guy who can be able to carry it over a two-month, three-month period of having that focus. So I, I kind of think this is this will be a game where I think Jordy Nelson. Steps up, where right? yeah. I think we, we really see his kind of reemergence into into doing something. We we did see Randall Cobb, you know, come through with a little bit last week. I think the Cobb will continue to, to kind of see the more work, and I kind of think that Adams, where he had that flash, that was because he was the healthiest receiver at the time. I think these other guys are getting healthier around him, and I think that they're becoming better options. I mean, frankly, um, Adams gets open when you drop the ball. I mean, come on. Nelson, nine, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, nine, nine touchdowns on the season, but pretty paltry. Yeah, was on 50, 53 catches on a lot of targets, 96, 663 yards. <laughs> so he's going to, he's going to, at this rate, barely make 1,000 yards. This is, you had but to this expect. rate, he's going to have 13 or 14 touchdowns. And you had to expect, though, he was coming off of the injury, so the explosiveness. This is a, about the time of the year where he should start feeling. Where the, where, where the full comeback yeah, yeah, happens, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. this is where you should expect to bounce. This is where, again, this is why I'm, I'm banking on it being a Jordy type of a game and it being more of a Jordy type. Um, with And with Jordy being good, a back to a Jordy, Randall, top two type situation, but basically really only being, in my mind's wide receiver two threes at this point in time. Cook had a couple of big plays in the last game. Eagles are good against the tight end, so... Uh, you know, temper your expectations there. Cook scares me. If you're playing Cook as a starter or a tight end, uh, it's, it's probably not probably not a great team. Um, no, that you're you're rolling out. Uh, anything else you got uh, with these guys? I mean, no. It, again, just, just just know that Cops, the hit or miss. I don't expect a huge game from, from Rodgers here either because it's just the way that the, the Eagles defense, they're an opportunistic defense. They, um, they put pressure on you. They're, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get towards you. And, they're, and, and the way that that offensive line is not protected uh, Rodgers up to this point, I don't expect them to have much success either again uh, on Monday night. McCarthy's on the hot seat. I, I think this I is think, like, I think we'll find like, out. We'll find out. Is this team want McCarthy to be the coach of the team? Uh, team next year? Does this team want to like come up and, and win some games down the stretch and, and 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 play like we're used to with the Bears all the time for next year and say, hey, we're still here? Or does this team give up and roll over? I think they're going to give up and roll over. But I, I, don't, so. I don't know that it's because of necessarily McCarthy. I think it's no. also a combination of the fact that here's Aaron Rodgers now when you're not winning and God, I don't want to be around him when we're not winning. Like, it's a rollover situation. I think it has a lot of guys are just like, you know what, I'm done. You know what, the run here, whatever. I'm, guys who are like having their contract come up because you're always, if you're going to re-sign with Green Bay, you're giving them a hometown discount because they just never pay the big bucks to hardly yeah. anybody. Yeah. Um, you're going to see the, the, the fallout of this Rodgers thing is going to... It just started. Yeah, it's, it is. It's just started. 
Interesting. All right, the last game, last team of this podcast, the Eagles. Eagles, Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Stag party, I'll give, I'll give one little thing. He thinks Wendell Smallwood might be a great pickup for this week. Uh, so if you're if you're in a tough bind with injuries, with well, it's not bye weeks, with whatever's happening, um, or just looking for a no streaming yeah. option, or you got a so guy got a lot of carries there. last week. Yeah, that's that's the point. Sproles goes Sproles, down. Sproles is down, and that was Sproles wasn't even fully down when he was getting yeah. those carries. He's got 13 rushes each of the last two weeks. Yeah, Sproles is down. Um, and you saw what's going on with Brian Matthews. They don't trust him. Yeah, they like him with the in, in, within the first within two yards of the end zone. They like him. Other than that, they hate his guts. Right. They don't want to put him out there and, and give. He is never going to get a workload. They're never going to give him more than ten touches, ten carries in the game. Yeah. I, that'll never happen. He's going to get six to eight. I don't. He won't be on the team next year. No. This is a team that needs to draft a running. They back will, early. And, and they will, and they'll yeah. draft one in the fifth round too. And then one that they draft in the fifth round will be better than the one that they draft in the first round. <laughs> I like it. I think you're right. I probably am. I, I look at this game as this is Carson Wentz I, I, again. Again, I'm in 16 team league where it's crazy. It's one point for every 50 yards. I activated. I traded Philip Rivers to get a Des Bryant so I can start Winston and Wentz. I'm a playoff-bound team. I want to start Wentz this week. I have benched him the last two weeks because of matchups and then uh, or bye week and then against Seattle or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go roll a different way. I want to roll with him this week simply because the Packers' defense is horrible. Same reason why you, if you have a Jordan Matthews on your team, you got to play him this week. This is the opportunity. They're not stopping anybody on this defense. You don't have the solid running attack that you're going to know that you can just lay into him with the 25 yard, 25 carry guy uh, because you're not going to give it to Matthews and Smallwood, and even if it was Sproles, can't handle that type of a workload. But you goddamn well know that Jordan, uh, Jordan Matthews and Zach Ertz should have big games. Those are the guys. Those are the only, right. two, those are the only two players. Nelson Aguilar is guaranteed to drop at least one or two passes. <laughs> Uh, you can count on. Uh, he might be out of the league. No, he, he will be. He, you know what? That'll be one of those guys. Top he might end, be out of top the end drafted, who didn't perform. First rounder. They'll give. They'll be another. There'll be one more team that will give him one a shot. Year. But but he'll he'll never make. He'll get signed in the off season, and he'll barely. He'll maybe even not even make like the the reserve roster. Won't even make the practice squad, and then he'll be cut. And he literally drops it'll, 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 so it'll be so um, fast. It'll be so fast. I agree with you. I think the one thing um, that's that you got to know about this team, and that's a reason why I love your Wentz call, is Eagles are four and zero at home this year, one and five on the road. If you're talking about a homer team in this current makeup with a young leader and whatever, they rally around their home crowd. They do much better in the conference. Not only that. It's their defense too, which is why you should be aware of Aaron Rodgers. Four and one and five. That's all, that, that, and, that, and that's where I'm, I'm thinking about. So I, I own their defense in like three different leagues. Those home games is where you get some of these. They've had like interception yeah, return for touchdowns. Like, so beware if you're Aaron Rodgers. The link has become a tough place to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with you. Jordan Matthews, Ertz, only pass catchers. I think it's about it. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's pretty much if you're uh, a Packer fan, 
it's kind of a, a tough situation for you. And can I, I can I give one last I gotta give one last stat. Go ahead, give the stat. Give it. Will Russell Wilson has more games with 15 plus receiving yards over the last two weeks than Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? So you haven't won a fight since grade five, and that was against a girl. Yeah, she was huge. She bit her back, and the sun was in your eyes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, I think we did it. I think I love I love hanging out with you. I'm psyched for your um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, hey. we're gonna eat our faces off. Going to be a nice, relaxing weekend. Getting a lot of pyro content. It's amazing that we're here at week 12. That means in most leagues, this is there's two more weeks in the yeah. regular season. It's big time right now. This is this is you got to make your move. It, you know, you got two weeks to jump the spots. Whether you're chasing two games and you need someone to lose to, or you're in the in a tie with three other teams for one final playoff spot. This is where matchups are so important. This is where you got to pay attention to the pyrolytics. you got to look at the, the pyrolytics where are showing you wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Wide yeah. This is important. P- positional points against peace. I'm going to tell you what. Doing It'll this extra homework is so important and, and will make the difference. Don't walk in and then just leave the guy in there and that you started your, your, your Julio Jones and, you've, and you're like, oh, everything's good. And then you're like, oh, shit, I just got Patrick Peterson. you got to take a couple risks. you got to know the matchups. And you got to go out and get it. And I'm telling you, doing that is rewarded. In some weird uh, third world way, not third world, uh, third dimension way, taking risks, making choices can blow up in your face. But if you really need to get the victory to get into the playoffs, be smart, get, go with your horses, but also be willing to take a couple risks because every time I've done that in big games, when it explodes on me and it goes nuts, it's so, so joyful. And when it blows up on you, basically you're going to lose anyways. Yeah, and the other thing is that for a guy like me who's always had these uh, fantasy leagues, since 1998, they play into the playoffs where we were redrafting. You, know, you keep players that are on your team, but then you redraft them anyway. The players that always blow up in the playoffs are not the top guys. It's because you're looking at matchups, and teams are, at this point in time especially, they're, they're taking away the best that you have. And at this time in the year, week 12, going into here, there's enough game film on you. We know what you do well. So every defense is out there focusing on the things that you have shown them on tape that you have been able to exploit Previous teams, it's harder to exploit the teams further down because they're preparing for it. So you got to have another bag, another trick in your bag, another bag yeah. in your trick, yep. and whatever, whichever way you want to look at it. I don't another error in quiver. quiver last, year, yeah. la- last year, <laughs> last year, Hightower and Gillis Lee in Championship Week were winning championships for you. Guys like uh, this year could Tremarius be Thomas weren't right. Guys so, like Tyler Boyd could be winning it for you. Yeah. Now. Guys like Cordero Patterson could, could have a, a huge one one huge 80-yard play, like a CJ Prosites who even went out of the game, but that 75-yard touchdown at the beginning of the game, an undervalued guy comes up. It happens all the time. Just and there's a it. ton of luck that goes into it, but you can make your own luck by being the guy that picks these players up or the girl. And plays them and is ballsy. And it's not even luck though, because it's handicapping. It's looking at the matchups and finding the and exploiting the matchup. Where's the weakness in the defense? It's just like horse racing. You can look at it 
It's stats. Read the stats. Go into it. You know, we're giving you this thing where we're telling you why we know that these guys are going to be better than others. And you know, when we do our DFS pieces, why we're we're right most of the time. I mean, I, I my yeah. my calls on the three different ones of which to start. I, I gotta figure. I, I know I'm at least at an eighty percent clip on these guys. Where it's like I'm playing them each week and I'm scoring big with them. You gotta just look at matchups. Matchups are so important. I don't care about the name. Obviously, your top Antonios, your Julios, your Odells, you have to play them. But just know what you need to do with the rest of your lineup if they're in a tough situation. Be aggressive on the waiver wire. Fill your roster up in the right way. Look at defenses that are scoring more points than maybe your defense. Sometimes defense and kicker is a position you're like, you just ride with the end. Oh, I got this guy. Not the way to go. I, you know, pick up. There might be a defense or a kicker out there that's outscoring yours. Here's the last thing I'll say. Don't, and I've said this a number of times over the season. Don't go by the projections on CBS. Don't or Yahoo or any of these. Other I, I, I'm, I'm four weeks in a row on CBS in one league by being what do they call it? The uh, this is an advertisement, but the Tullamore D E W Irish Whiskey True Character Award of the Week. Four in a row. You know what that means? It basically means I didn't listen to their projections. I went with my gut. My gut was right. And I'm better than CBS. And that's what Pyro is. So I'm a four-time Tullamore DEW Irish Whiskey True Care. There's so many players in your league that just stunt guys up based on the projections that... People that don't know what's really going to happen, these are the same guesses that anybody makes. We're not always right. We're not always 100%. Don't be that guy. Go with your gut. Go with what your calls. Be you. Do you. That's the best way to win a championship. And we're going to close this up by me doing me, which is funk. Yeah, uh, speedometer. I'm telling you, you guys are gonna love, love this song. Love that name, dude. I, I I always always usually play you instrumentals. I'm bringing you a little bit of singing in this one. This is the shakedown. I opened up with Orisha, uh, which is just a cool ass funky uh, uh, a track. They got this guy Snowboy who's per- crazy percussions. Uh, just to give you a little bit here, I'm gonna give you 31 seconds of um, a beta interlude from that Orisha first song. With Snowboy. So then here's here's Snowboy. Love this thing. Oh wait. This is the shakedown. Say yeah. This is uh, week 12. Prepare yourselves for week 12. We prepared you. I'm Houdini. That was D-Rex. This is Speedometer. The shakedown. Say yeah.
to the sound clip here. Why is it that the UK bands sound more funky and American than American bands? Like New Master Sounds and all these other ones, huh? Well, you know that I'm all about the UK, the Britpop, all my favorite, the Who's my favorite band of all time, fucking Radiohead, The Verb. It, the British is just, they just got better music. It's they, they're, they're, they're a little more downtrodden. They got, they, they, have to, they have to come out. They have the soul. They and for whatever it is with their accents, when they sing, God damn, it's something out. No, I think these are American singers, though. So, let's just say. You know. That was but very but sly in the family stone. Very well, sly in the family stone. Speedometer, you guys got to check out this band. They're flipping awesome. They've been around forever. They'll come to your town. Guys, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Daisy, we open the door to you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Everybody, we love you guys so much. Uh, hopefully, you're, you're riding high in your fantasy football season. The, the season flies by, but man, hope you've been with us, and we just love you guys, so enjoy Thanksgiving with your family, make sure you go out of your way to show the people that you love how much you love them, and give, you know, it's, it's, it's an important time, and I know it's sad for some people that have lost family members and, and stuff like that, and just try and make the most of it, and uh, we're here for you regardless, check us out on Facebook and, 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 and Twitter, and just... Love, you know, yeah, just love. Hey, love you. I love you, Deanie. I love you, D-Rex. All right, happy Thanksgiving. Here's a, here's a sound bite, or maybe one more at the end after that, just to, because it's the holiday season. Just because the egg party's not here. So as soon as you apologize and make a full reckoning of your transgressions, I shall absolve you and continue along the path of righteousness. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? You lost it all up in here or what? But check this out. I'm, you want me and the homies to apologize, right? Mm-hmm. All right, go, cool, go. Cool. I'll tell you what. We'll apologize. The day a monkey comes out my butt, then you get your sorry. How about that? <laughs> what a coincidence! Because that's today. Grace, this is so weird. I was just calling you. Oh yeah, why didn't you thought like Susan's mouth was the phone? I, she kissed me. I, I, I'm the kissing. Grace, yeah, you're putting up a really big fight. I tried to fight her off. I tried to stop her, but she's really strong. Fat one. Fat one. Fat one, fat one. The clapper.